In 2011, a crack podcast unit was sent to Colorado Springs by a court of snowflakes for being too good for the rest of the world. These men, and sometimes ladies, promptly escaped from the world of monotony to the podcasting underground. Today, still wanted by the SJWs of the world, they survive as podcasters of no fortune. But, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the Geek Out Heroes. switched up on mics and we have no idea how this is going to sound so it could sound like shit i could bump into the table about a thousand fucking times with my chair welcome to the geek out heroes musical chairs edition (laughs) (laughs) pretty much you're not wrong yeah (laughs) so since anderson just did the intro this is vargo (laughs) miles it really is musical chairs now yeah fuck it we'll just go uh we're all here except for loach that's all you need to know yeah, so listeners, if you hear bumps on the mic or you hear some uh, odd audio, hopefully uh, the other mic that we are having to kind of pull out of retirement uh, <laughs> to use for Miles is going to cooperate with us because that's the one that that's the one that started having audio issues with me. Yeah, where it started kind of making a weird buzz buzz sound. So hopefully that doesn't happen in this, listeners. If it does, I apologize, and hopefully I can mitigate it a little bit. Um. But that just means extra editing for me. Hooray. Woo! <laughs> but, uh, As of today, we have four out of five of the pieces of Voltron. Yeah, we have, so we have, the, we have the four out of five of us uh, are actually in the room together. Loach, of course, is uh, out of state, but he is with his family this week. So I am now switched around the, in the uh, room that we do this in so that I'm facing the guys while we talk so that I'm not facing away because it, it does make listeners it does make it kind of weird because we don't have a since we don't have a round table we don't have an actual like like i would say we don't have a real legitimate setup right uh, for this it, this would be a completely legitimate setup if we had cameras on us yeah, <laughs> yeah but nobody really <laughs> needs to see the sex swing but, yeah no typically, nobody really yeah. Needs, needs to see that typically we have um, mics assigned to what we do in our free time is our own business and you don't need to know about it <laughs> uh yeah and i don't necessarily want to have to hide it yeah, so be taking it out later anyways. So. so I'm sitting at my desk, uh, which is where the uh, the computer sits and looking at the guys. That way we can actually have a genuine conversation. You guys don't we don't feel awkward trying to do this just so that you guys have something to listen to, even though there's only like two of you. I feel like um, sitting in Vargo's chairs is too much. Although I do have to say there's, there's got to be this. more than two of us downloading <laughs> because the rest of the the rest of the podcast doesn't listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah i try to listen to the ones i i miss but even then it's not 100 percent. i usually do just saw it off like a complete moron like yeah anderson is probably the probably the most on on it with uh with everybody so other than myself and the only reason why i listen to it is because you most of the time to. i'm, uh, the I'm the one editing too. so yeah. yeah so are those the ones you don't miss miles or the ones you have to edit <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i wasn't there so i'm just gonna edit it <laughs> that's what happens i, I got it um Still recording. They were still recording. Okay. <laughs> Since I'm facing away from it now. Um, the only person in their normal spot is Josiah, and that's because he's literally a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Yep. Josiah has to sit in the big chair. Listeners, it literally is a big chair. It's weird <laughs> having room in a chair for one in my life. <laughs> right? 
one of the things that uh, I'm going to bring up just uh, off the start, since you know we were watching a thing on it, was uh, Dune. We uh, watched Dune. It's available on HBO Max if you want to watch it from home and you have ex- access to HBO Max. If you don't, I'm going to start this off, off with saying it is absolutely worth your time and money to go see that movie in theaters uh, with the caveat of knowing that it is only part one. Yeah. And the movie does not tell you that. It and we not might say, not ever get another yeah, and part. And you might not ever get a part two. So uh, hopefully it does well enough that Warner Brothers merits the need uh, to make a part two. But uh, the director is trying to do or trying to do right by the fans by including as much as he can uh, from the book and being as accurate to the book as possible. Obviously, there's some things from the book that you're not going to see in the movie just because sometimes they're not possible to really get through what what's happening. And or it just, you know, is something that kind of doesn't work out with your your own imagination sometimes things things in books are a little more vague and left up to your imagination for a reason and trying to translate in the film or that in film sometimes can fail tremendously so the director made dune with the (laughs) explicit thought of he's going to try to stay as accurate to the book as possible but because of that he only got half of the movie done and that only covers half the book yeah, just rolling the dice that the uh, the next half will be picked up. Yeah, which He's, you know, hopefully it does well in theaters, and hopefully it does well on HBO, and you know, it warrants that attention. Yeah, hopefully Warner Brothers has paid attention to viewership, yeah, uh, rather than just money intake, because I mean they got paid a lot of money to put their movies on HBO Max, and it kind of makes you worried of, well, are you guys making sure that you're you're paying attention to the amount of times a movie is viewed, or by individual viewers or unique uh, IP addresses viewing the film? To see that, oh yeah, this actually merits a sequel. So this director kind of went rogue and did his own thing and said, "I'm not going to do a two-hour, two and a half-hour Dune movie because it doesn't not do the, it doesn't do it justice." So he tried to find what would be an acceptable place to end, roughly. Of you could kind of go from here of just expecting it like it could be a continuation later. You could turn this into a TV show. Something could happen after this, uh, and letting it kind of leave it up to the viewers to if if you want to continue the story either you're going to have to push for a sequel or we're gonna have to wait wait for something else to happen from this it's a risky move it's you know kind of kind of a shame because it really is listeners it really is a good movie uh miles and i had a good time fucking with loach on it and loach came back he's like dune was really good now Loach isn't a big Dune fan. He hasn't really watched. He said Dune he that loved often. it. <laughs> yeah, he, had, he, had, he hadn't really he hadn't really watched Dune in a long time, yeah. and uh, uh, I don't know if he's. I don't think he's ever read the book. Um, but he came back and he said he loved Dune, and I'm assuming he knows that there's you know probably under the assumption that there's going to be a part two, which a lot of people are. But there's no part two greenlit. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of assumed that that's going to happen, and the problem with that is that a lot of the actors that are going to be used for part two. Well, they're they, busy. <laughs> they're, they're busy. They have a lot of fucking movies on yeah. the line. Uh, uh, the main actor who is supposed to be the, the, the main character. I can't remember. I can't remember his, his name, the actor's name, but I looked up his, I looked up his film schedule and he's got aside from part two now being on the list, he has six other projects Damn. already on there. So he is already packing his schedule and that happens for a lot of actors they just constantly keep working it's that whole thing of never stop working you don't turn down roles you keep doing your job and you get paid um it's a good work ethic and i respect i respect a lot of people who do that this is the true this is true for him this is true for him and uh 
Is it Zendia? Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. I'm sorry, listeners. I apologize. She, she's the quote. She, she has a single name for, for her name now. It's just, I just remember her as Mary uh, Jane. <laughs> as what? She's the new Mary Jane. Yeah, the new Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, she has just a, a slew of shit lined up for her. And Dune Part 2 is now on, the, her, on that list. I'm like, she's, she's, got, she's just as, as busy as anybody else. And the other main actors are just as busy. So there's going to be that point of maybe they can't find the time. And you, there's a good possibility, listeners, you may end up in a situation where a character ends up having to be replaced with a different actor in order to continue the movie, which would be a huge shame yeah, to have that, happen. That tends to be pretty immersion breaking. Yeah. Uh, and especially with the fact that this is a, this movie is really builds up a world. It actually does world building for the, what's really funny is we were, we were about, two hours into the movie and we weren't even close to getting like to getting done. They hadn't mentioned uh, the, the daughter uh, until they hadn't mentioned the daughter until way late. And in the original film, the daughter had been mentioned far earlier, like the, his, the main character's uh, sister, who's kind of a big, big deal. And I was like, are they just not going to have this, have it in this? Like, is that what they're, what they're doing? About two hours later, I'm like, man, we're getting really close to the end and we're not even near any of the major shit that takes place. Like what the fuck's going on? And suddenly I realized I'm like, Oh, they're betting on a part two. So when I looked it up and saw that the, the director was like, yeah. So the studio wanted me to put the entire Dune movie or book into one movie. And I didn't do that. And is really hedging his bets on them, letting him get a part two. I'm like, man, that is a huge gamble. I hope it pays off. Really, yeah. really do. It's a lot of fun, but yeah, I recommend it for, for the theaters, especially because, you know, miles brought up the uh, sound design. Yeah, the sound, uh, the sound of, uh, effects and the the music score, like all of it is fantastic. Yeah, um, very bass heavy mm-hmm. for when it needs to be. Um, so seeing that in a theater with a, a really massive sound system, or even that gimmicky D box, would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, uh, the D box. I listeners, I have been against D box since the first time they ever yeah. fucking showed it off, Same. and and the first time I ever experienced it. There's only one movie I liked it in. What's yeah. that? Uh, whatever the last rock movie was, like San Andreas. Uh, San, San Andreas, Andreas would yeah. make sense. Yeah, San it rumbles the shit out of your. So butt. disaster movies, I think it's worth it. Yeah, you've got yeah. HD rumble in your seat. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. You it's can for. feel the ice cubes yeah, in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like those are the like those are the only things that I could see being useful for. And this with the sandworms, absolutely the D box of your would be useful. Um, it seems like one of those things where it would be kind of fun to go through. You know, the sandstorm section, all that kind of stuff. This is one of those kind of experiences where, okay, it might be worth the extra money. Uh, very few movies have that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Halloween was, uh, Halloween uh, 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 Kills had, had D-Box seats, and I was like, the that's fuck necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you think if you go watch D-Box in a Fast and Furious movie, the chair just whispers family to you like every 30 seconds? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That'd be creepy. Uh, I did look at the guy's <laughs> name since you said that. His name is Timothy Shalomet. His next big role is he's going to be playing the young Willy Wonka. Okay. Yeah. yeah because I, I said they had the, the, they were doing the prequel, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. So he has a contract of Warner Brother for six movies. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope Dune Part uh, 2 is one of them. At least he's going to be in house, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's but you get like Jason Momoa or, or like Dave Bautista. Those guys are now just pumping out movies left and right. Yeah, Dave yeah. Bautista is in it as well, and he's got movies lined up for days. 
Yeah, yeah no, his Marvel contract ends of Guardians three, if I remember right. Yeah, he was one of those Does one it? of those wrestlers yeah. that realized I should probably act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. There's a longer act. career in this. Way more yeah. money, as they say in uh, Kenjin uh, Shira. Wrestlers are the best actors. Yeah. It's not That's true. That's assuming you can ever <laughs> see him when he stands still. Uh, and Batista has, I mean, he, you know, he's got a lot of projects lined up now. Granted in the, in Dune, the first Dune, you guys are going to be like, well, he's not that really big of a, of a part in the first part. True. In part two, he's kind of a, a, a needed character. Yeah. So having that changeover would be awkward especially given his presence on the, on the screen. Yeah. Like not saying, not saying Batista is the greatest actor that's ever lived, but he does no. do this part pretty, pretty well. And is overall acting it out the way that the way you kind of visualize the character and to have that change over to a different actor who might have a different style to it. You're going to have a kind of a disconnect of who the fuck is this? Right. So my only hope is that he lands the role of being Bane for the DC movies. Cause that's who I picture is a pretty good Bane. Yeah. He'd be a good Bane. He matches the character at least. Like, I mean, not that it matters because none of yeah. the DC, none of the DC cinematic universe makes any sense anymore, and no, it's completely convoluted up. as fuck. Uh, Shazam now is basically its own universe. It is. Yeah. They, they've already said that like yeah. every, all of them are just going to be their own their own thing, so they're not going to worry about trying to tie together a universe or anything like that anymore. That's probably a smart decision because given how so, terrible yeah. they were trying to put together a universe in the first place, yes. Uh, I mean, they couldn't even they couldn't even let a director who was going to do it do it. Like you had somebody who was actually going to act like, like that's the thing is like, DC somebody was going offered to, act to be John Favreau somebody, for yeah, you. I was going to say somebody yeah. who offered to be John Favreau, who offered to be Kevin Feige for you and put together a universe. And you went, nah, we're good. We're just going to do our own thing. This isn't what we want. And what we want is popcorn movies. And that's what we're going to go with. And at Warner brothers, if it's not a popcorn movie, people won't go see it. It's like going to a bonfire. Right. And that's the friend that brings white claw. <laughs> <laughs> If if they were to continue with part two and the only way they could do it with with is like a TV series, would you guys be OK with that? I don't think they could handle that cast working on a on a TV series off of a movie. OK, uh, I think they would literally have to schedule getting together for a movie. See, I think they probably they, they possibly could if as long as it was done. And here's the kicker. They would it would have to be done by HBO. Uh, in in the style of like you have to give it a budget, you have to you have to treat this like it's going to be Game of Thrones, right? But you have to you know HBO would have to do with the the knowledge of you're only doing one season HBO, <laughs> which you would try like HBO would try to turn into like we're going to stretch this book out yeah into eighteen season no. and that's like, and, not, and none not of that long, none still. of the cast is really low low cast names you know, they're, yeah they're yeah there's pretty a-list actors yeah there's nothing there's nothing that would be sitting in the b-list or anything like that they're all making pretty good money and yeah. they would and be that's very cheap. busy so that's why i said trying to tie them down for a show yeah i got gotcha. you i think uh, a bigger hurdle than trying yeah. to tie them down for another movie i got gotcha. you just because it's more time consuming to sit there and work on a, a series yeah so uh josiah do you have access to hbo i did uh i will again next friday Okay, if I was gonna say if you if if you're just looking at getting it for just that, uh, go ahead and save yourself some money. And just go see it in the theater. I gotta wait until uh my first paycheck lands before I, I can you. watch it again yeah. or uh get my HBO back. I actually get a lot more use out of it than I thought I was going to. Yeah, overall, I mean, they had uh, uh, uh Kunisoba. Uh, they have actually some decent anime on there that's uh, from Crunchyroll that even Crunchyroll doesn't have subs of. 
Yeah. Or uh, dubs of. Um, and, you know, it's it's not a bad, it's not overall a bad service. The only thing, there's only a few things in HBO Max that kind of bug me. There's no rating system to let them know this is good content. This I would agree on that one already. recommending to me. Yeah. Uh, they kind of base it off of, oh, like it's, it's, it's too much like Amazon of the fact of, oh, you watched this. Then you'll like this. No, I watched it. It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> that does not make it good. Yeah, you can't right? hit no, in, not interested or yeah. anything like that. There's nothing and like that. And sometimes it'll trip over its own dick with the streaming. Like, Absolutely. It'll we tell you, oh, issue. we're having trouble playing this yeah. title while it's playing the title in the background. Yeah. You just got a window in your. your yeah. Uh, yeah, we had that. La- we like, had that issue last night with Dune. Yeah. It was weird. Like it just and I think it wasn't even that far into it. We were only like 30 minutes into it. Didn't yeah. happen the rest of the film. Yeah. But like it happened one time and it's just like, oh, can't play the movie. Meanwhile, we're hearing the film in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, OK, I think I told you this. I had to try and watch uh, the new mutants like 12 or 13 times because it kept popping up with. Yeah, the, there's a streaming issue. But if I could just ignore the bubble in the middle, it would just play the movie. Yeah. You could yeah. just not give me this prompt and we'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you're actually playing the damn. Movie. Yeah. No, I will I, give I, HBO like, Max a different positive. So I think it has one of the best kid accounts on restrictions. Because obviously I'm the only one on this group right now that has a kid mm-hmm. that's still at home. So I, I know, know like Josiah? Netflix. No children yet, right? No. <laughs> Grandchildren? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but Stranger. messing with and having to make kid accounts on everything because I have a six-year-old daughter. Yeah. HBO Max, after playing of each one, HBO Max is probably one of the best curated ones and better controlled ones where they don't let things sneak into the kids account. Okay. I've had that issue with like Netflix where there's a kids account for Netflix and I've seen stuff that's not supposed to be in there that gets snuck in there. Gotcha. I've seen it with Hulu. I've even seen it with Disney plus HBO max seems to be the only one that's actually yeah, on filter top out of stuff it. better. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's not yeah. like, it's not like YouTube where the dildo challenge is okay for kids to watch. Yeah. Um, like one of my favorite things for the kid accounts is on Saturday. Don't look morning. that up, listeners. Yeah. Don't do it. Like one thing I do like for HBO Max and the kid accounts is the Saturday morning cartoons because I I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons. So like on Saturday mornings, we've been watching Jetsons and the Flintstones, all yeah. the old school stuff, all the old Hanna Barbera movies. Cartoons. Okay. So I will give that one a positive towards them. For the most part, my experience with HBO Max has been pretty positive. They have a lot of collections that I like on there. There's just a few things with their interface that kind of bug me. And if they could clean those things up now, granted, the problem is with one of the things that I was looking up with the interfaces and why interfaces, all of them have to be so different is because uh, one of the things that happened with Netflix when they started doing streaming is they patented a lot of that shit. So if you want to use some of the systems that Netflix has, and I shouldn't say just Netflix, the, the programmers that had created that stuff patent a lot of it so that if they want to use similar systems like rating systems like that, it's already patented like shit. You now have to pay a license fee just to use something as simple as that. And it sounds ridiculous listeners, but that's what happens in this kind of industry. Like you have people who patent certain parts of programming that you can't use in other way. You know, gaming or in gaming, they try to do certain things like that. Like with, uh, with the engines, you know, with yeah. engines or with the, you know, certain systems within them. They had, they tried to do that with uh shadow of Mordor, uh, the, oh, the nemesis, the nemesis system. Yeah. They tried to yeah. patent that so that nobody could ever do that again. That's the kind of stuff that happens within just programming itself. So if that happens with that, it absolutely happens with interfaces. So that's kind of one of the downsides of uh, as things keep going over to streaming, it's down. It's bad for the the companies going into it because as these companies go into it, they now have to deal with certain systems that are already patented by other companies. Yeah. And I mean, if it is your property, I mean, it's understandable. 
but it doesn't help progress anything else. No. Yeah, and it, that's that's what we ran into with the Shadow of Mordor thing. Like, yeah, okay, you made a really cool system, but you only you're going to limit. Games. You're going to yeah, you only have a couple games to begin with, and you're going to limit the progress of any other games that want to expand yeah, with, without like that. La- without allowing other company or other companies to use a system like that. You don't have any evolution to that uh, yeah. capability or to what that system is. Yeah. So you don't have anybody taking that system and taking it to what it could be in the next level for you. Yeah, imagine so that system just kinda, like on a Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. well, it, because of that, it, it ends up just kind of dying out. Like you're not going to see it in anything else because like you said, they only have a few games. And if you only have a few games that are using it, well, then how, are you, no how is it ever how is it ever going to be a better system than yeah, at that you point you're with? just doing it's mine. You're not allowed to use it. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like, it's mine. You're not allowed to use it or it's mine. You have to pay me money to do this. Yeah, I need to make a money. I need to make sense off of you. And we hear, you know, you hear about that stuff with, uh, you know, hardware equipment and stuff like that, but it never really crosses your mind about software doing that until it comes up. Yeah, that makes sense. It's with the interfaces. It, yeah, it makes a lot more sense with hardware than it does with uh, software, software to me. You'd think so, but at the same time, if you didn't do, do pat, if you didn't do patents on software, then you'd have everybody replicating exactly what Windows is. You'd have everybody replicating exactly what uh, OS ten can do, which happens in some on some level or another, but. I mean that's why that's why so many that's why so many people love uh, uh, Linux is because it's since it's a free open system people can kind of do what they want with it uh, and that creates tons and tons of possibilities and, and stuff like that but at the same time nobody's making money off of the Linux system and that's why it's free and while that's great for the community it's not good for those companies right yeah. So that company loses out on that. So that's why Microsoft has patents on how their operating system looks or how their operating system runs. That's why Apple has the same thing. Even never mind the fact that Apple is based off of Unix, which is what Linux is based off of. Go fucking figure. Right. A free based system to create your operating system on. But the thing that Apple kind of banks everything off of is, oh, well, we don't charge people for our operating system. We charge people for our equipment that has to be used in order to run our operating system. That's kind of how they get they get away with that. That's that catch twenty two. It's why they're massively anti consumer comparatively to Microsoft. Uh, I mean, Microsoft's Microsoft's anti consumer, but they're not nearly that kind of level in reality. Yeah. So uh, while Microsoft has limitations of like and control half the world with their operating system, at the same time, there's nothing that says on your PC you can't just put Linux in on the side because I've I've multiple hard drives with Linux. So I can run Linux on any system I or any system I have. Whereas Apple sits there and goes, "Nope, you can only run us. That's it. Our system is the only thing that will run in the system." And why is that? Because it doesn't have the same internals as other computers. Well, now they're going back to their own architecture. But before, when they had, you know, in, when they switched over to Intel, there was no reason for why an app or Mac couldn't run Windows, which is why they had the ability to run Windows on there for a long time. And then suddenly they had this realization of, "Oh shit." People are buying our equipment and just putting Windows on it <laughs> because they made really good equipment. They made really good computers for a long time before they kind of dropped off and got more consumed with design and making things thinner and removing fucking features and then giving features back, which they've currently done. Like this is leading me on a completely different conversation. But that that's that's what it comes down to, like with these patents of why patents have always made sense on hardware. But they've they also translate over to software is because. These companies want to be able to make money from it. And in some cases, it's a controlling, it's a controlling situation. We want to, we were the only ones that made this. We want to own it. We want to make money on it. If you want to use it, you have to pay us for it. 
And that's what it comes down to. If we want to control it, we want to make money from it from other people. When it came to Netflix, it's kind of the same thing. If we made this, we made this interface. We've kind of patented a lot of the systems that are in it. And if you want to use it, well, you have to pay us. That's one of the things that reason the reasons why they they got rid of the star system in Netflix is because they went with the thumbs up, thumbs down. It's a simplified version of the same system, but it allowed them to patent the thumbs up, thumbs down within a streaming service like that. Whereas the star system, they really can't because star or the star rating has been used by so many other services, including streaming services. For a that while. It was, yeah. yeah, that it was already, I think uh, I think it was already pretty much patented by somebody else, but it was considered like a, just a free service. Like, you can, yeah, anybody can use this. Like, it's like they, it's they a don't, free patent. Yeah, they don't claim yeah. it. They just say, yeah. It's you like how places are trying to do a patent on a on shapes on shapes the whole d brand lawsuit they were trying to get like the uh the triangle on the x and the square hmm. oh yeah, yeah. Micro, or sony sony continues to make that argument of like those things are or those things equate to us yeah. and while they can make the argument for those things equate to us in branding those don't those aren't things that they can own. those aren't objects that they can own however they can claim it within branding of these objects together do equate to us which is why uh a lot of people were really surprised with squid game how do they get away with that? They don't have the. Uh, the whole thing have different all, ballpark. They have all, well, they don't have all four symbols. Yeah, there. they don't have the X. Yeah, they don't have all four symbols. <laughs> yeah, or, the, uh, sorry, cross. <laughs> Everybody calls it the X button. <laughs> Sony, just accept it. Yeah, but uh, they don't have all four symbols. We have seventy-five percent out of twenty-five percent. You can't sue us. That's kind of the the, the mentality of it. Yeah. Uh, and Sony, the given the exceptional popularity of that there's a strong likelihood Sony won't go after them. If the pot, if this, if the series was somewhat popular, but not as big worldwide and Sony knew they could get away with it, they'd go after them, but they're not going to because you'd have a lot of fan outcry right. telling them not to be butthurt and to calm the fuck down. And when you have enough fans that'll back you up, a lot of companies will back off as evident by Twitter. Moving on to other entertainment that you guys had brought up before we had started the podcast was uh, apparently Babylon 5 is getting picked back up again. And I have a beef with this because Babylon 5 is trash <laughs> to begin with. I'm sorry. You can love or hate, but it just got worse. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, listeners, I know this will sound like a Trekkie bagging on a show. And I love Star Trek. He's not bagging. He's team bagging. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Deep Space Nine because it's essentially Babylon 5. Uh, it's mostly politics, and there's no real adventure going on. I'm just not a fan of, of Deep Space Nine. And the only time Deep Space Nine, the only time Deep Space Nine gets good is when Worf shows up. And the only really good episodes are the ones <laughs> that surround him. Um, God, I never thought about it, but you're right. Yeah, it's for for the most part, like most of Babylon Five is er, is dealing with politics. So when you take that and you go, okay, well, take the worst parts of Deep Space Nine and make a show of it. That's Babylon 5. Babylon 5 does not have big adventure. There's not a lot of battles. And the few battles that you do get are like once every season or twice every season if you're lucky. So like the mid-season, the finale, that's about it. Pretty much. Yeah. For the rest of it, you're dealing with inter- inner politics between intergalactic species yeah. life that on hate a, each other. Life on a space station. Yeah. Life <laughs> on a space station. That's exactly it. And it's not very good. It's not very entertaining. It's not well written. A lot of it's just kind of ludicrous situations that these characters get into and their life and death for no fucking reason half the time. And it's usually be just and it usually has to do with the fact of, oh, because of politics, our two species don't communicate with each other or we hate each other just because we hate each other. 
Like you're sitting there going, you guys, you guys could solve all your problems really fucking quick. Like just by doing this now, granted listeners in real life, this happens <laughs> and I get that, but this is a TV show. TV show doesn't have to be exactly how real life politics work. Yeah. What's the show here? Well, the show is basically like, imagine an entire summit of the United Nations and that's all you're watching every fucking day. Yeah. You're watching the internal workings of their lives. Great. <laughs> yeah. The fact that CW has picked up the show. Good God. I mean, that's, that's yeah. part for the course for CW and, and grand scheme of things. So like, it was already drama. Now it's going to be teenage. I hate myself. I hate you. I am trans. I'm not I never learned a lesson. I'm gay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be every fucking trope you can think of that's going to show up. Of there is no gender. What is gender? There's you know. Oh my gosh, you're racist. Oh my gosh, you're not racist. How do you not love me? I'm asexual. How do you not love me? Uh, let's let's see what else can we can we match up? I'm on an alien portraying myself as a furry. Yeah. How could you I, just say I'm going to betray? Me? Yeah, I'm going to betray my entire beliefs and my entire race just to be with you. God, like there's so fucking you know. Many. I think the, one of the big reasons like why hurting people just think thinking about all this shit is the fact uh, that their superhero shows are even worse now in the ratings. Oh yeah, they're awful. Uh, and also look forward to uh, them inserting current day politics into a show that's supposed oh, to take place in the future yeah. in sci-fi. Yeah, the last good thing that came out of CW was Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. You're not what wrong. That? Yeah, it's the only show that really, I mean, don't get me wrong, listeners, there's some lulls in there, but it's the only show that was pretty consistently decent all the way through. I can't even say that about Smallville. I go back and watch Smallville, and it is a struggle. I can only watch. No, dude, I can like only watch first, like one season. At, 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 it's like three seasons. You skip it to like the last two seasons. Yeah, it's it's really kind of hard to watch that stuff. And maybe it's my age, it could or be. maybe it's just the fact that I'm tired of dealing with bullshit. Is it the fact know. that you finally got Doomsday, and all it was is somebody gets tackled and it was the end of the story? <laughs> <laughs> Such a terrible storyline. God, that was handled so so badly. Or the whole thing going to change if we just killed Lana off in the first episode? Yeah, so, did, have any of you guys watched Babylon 5? I mean, I'm pretty long sure Josiah has. Not recently, and I was excited. But then you Anderson reminded me said, why I'm not excited. But then, yeah, you <laughs> reminded me that the battles are maybe twice a season. The battles were always really cool. But I... Yeah, now that I'm thinking oh, yeah. about it, they you had, only get them like once yeah. or twice. Babylon a Five had some cool fucking villains, and they had some really cool lore in the background. And but the it ship was, designs were awesome. But it was decent so, character design. Yeah. It was so few and far in between that you really like. I'm not joking, listeners. You could find the areas where there's critical story plot that actually deals with uh, the villains and stuff like that, and you could skip entire sections of of seasons. So you basically watch your entire fine. season in one hour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah like, if you skip around enough to just the stuff that's important to the plot, I think there's like two seasons that can be condensed down to forty five minutes. Yeah, there's there's a guy who does uh, synapses of that's how uh, Battlestar Galactica was getting near the end. Synapses, synapses, synapses. No snap aside. There's a guy who does like entire breakdowns of these shows and stuff like that, and he'll break down Babylon Five. He breaks down. Uh, I wonder Deep if that Space was the same Nine. guy who did the Battlestar Galactica. Um, yeah, I don't know. Abridged. Yeah, it's well, fucking great. Yeah, I, great. I don't know, but uh, the, these ones aren't, aren't comical. <clears throat> He's literally just giving you the story. And for Babylon 5, like I noticed a, a trend of the fact that like they were shorter than most other shows. You could break down an entire season into an hour e easily. 
for those shows. And I was like, God damn, like Babylon five is just trash. And I know there are fans out there that like it listeners. And if you like it, good on you, good on you, man. I'm glad you like it. You have something that you enjoy. Cool. I, there's no way I can, I can like that show. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Hey listeners. I do want to point out that I will say that I used to romanticize my entire thought process for Babylon five, because when I was a kid, I would watch it, but I only got to see bits and pieces here and there. And most of the time it was the battles that really stuck out to me that were really cool. As an adult, maybe about two, three years ago, I tried going back and watching it and it was just awful. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Maybe I shouldn't have gone back and revisited something that I kind of looked looked to in my past like that was really cool but i can do that with star trek and you know stargate and go back and watch those shows and i still love them today yet babylon 5 doesn't hold up and it's not good tried it multiple times it's kind of like me with game of thrones can't do it just i can't get past i think somebody's actually made one of game of thrones for you that just jumps straight to this what you want to see and that's it I think Game of Thrones can be re-edited and shot and you can put down. I think you every, get it down to about you could, two hours. You could get every season down to about two hours. Yeah, probably. Uh, and my favorite scene still is when the Viper gets his head popped like a zit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not a good show for me. But if people find it and they like it, that's great. If you watch the original and you like it, that's great. That is why I'm so do worried not, about Wheel of Time. Do not expect that to be coming to the CW. Just saying. No. What you were going to get from the CW is going to be woke garbage trash. yeah as is most cw yeah, yeah. it's kind of like all. with the uh battlestar galactica remake we got sold on big ship battles and by season three it was character drama it was all character it was like yeah. near that final it was still, season it was, it was still was intriguing bad. by that point but yeah. it's because they had sucked you in yeah, yeah. but that's but not what i you're wanted. invested yeah. yeah that's not what i was there for yeah i yeah. just wanted to see i love the show it. and i can freely admit that it is way too fucking long yeah oh yeah <laughs> Absolutely. They should have ended it after season four. Yeah, I, I actually tried watching uh, Battlestar Galactica again um, not too long ago, uh, a few months ago, and I couldn't do it. Just yeah. couldn't get through it. I was like, man, this is just, it's too much fucking drama. Yeah. Like, God damn. Unfortunately, that had a psychology effect on me. So every time I hear all on the watchtower, I just have like a staring contest in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a toaster? So yeah, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be woke trash. And listeners, this is coming from somebody who started out watching CW shows. I liked the flash i thought the flash uh, was the first good. three seasons i liked that's it. i liked arrow because first it was two good. seasons uh but eventually they just turn into this supergirl this... was good only on the first season that's it no supergirl was good in two seasons trust me my first season this is coming from a supergirl fan and the fir- the first season i give it three stars that's as high as i will go for that and season two was actually i gave it almost four stars it's pretty fun it's pretty decent it actually covers a lot of cool then stuff then i went full and cw does, on season yeah three. and it does a kind now, of a turnaround on some things and, I was like, on season three? and then three happened and i went what the fuck actually, is this i think if i remember what right, happened and i went god damn it and i was done i think it was owned by a cbs for the first two seasons and season three went over to the hands of cw it was owned by cbs for the first season second season oh, went over the C- to the cw but it was still the same writers Mm-hmm. that'll uh, make a difference that makes a huge and, uh, difference yeah and then a lot of writer changeover happened for the, the well, third I guess season. they fired all the writers and, and the CW writers you could tell you could tell for the third season like everything was going downhill when uh after they started the, they the started third really season, messing they started, with the sister they, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just the sister like they started doing things with like all right we're gonna make this like besides from you know besides from the sister of making you know, turn around making a, a straight character gay uh just to have representation 
They had they were making more political statements, more political jokes, modern politics. Modern politics. They had crazy shit in there, like oh, we're you know, and it it continued like that. The funniest part is the fact they brought in this. Uh, they brought in the original uh, Wonder Woman, uh, the uh, actress. Um, I'm not thinking of her name. Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Mm-hmm. So Linda Carter comes in. She plays a character who is an alien, right? She's a, she's an alien masquerading as a human being running for office becomes president. And yet they still have a problem with immigration. You know, they did this. <laughs> Doctor who I said, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I sat there. I'm like, I'm like, wait, I'm like, so like you, you made this whole statement of, of immigrants can be good people and can be great citizens. And you even have one who is now, you know, even under the guise of the fact that nobody knows that she's actually an alien and this would be massively illegal. Uh, she becomes president. And they willingly make this, they willingly have this person become president knowing that it would be completely illegal, even in their universe. But they have it happen. And then they make a comment later on a couple episodes. uh, Like, it's not even like a couple episodes. Like, I think it's the very next episode after she becomes president. They bring up the fact of immigration and how people try to just come to this country to make, you know, to to have a better life and all this stuff. And it's, it's this whole crazy fucking thing. You're like, didn't you guys just elect someone who's a fucking alien in your show? And suddenly the, they're still having problems with this and this person can't solve this. They, they're not going to say anything about it. And you're acting like the whole government's against them. What? Right. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's drama for drama. Sake. It's drama yeah. for drama. Sake. It's literally, it's literally bringing up current issues into an episode in a world where those issues don't really exist and because, you force you, it because it goes against everything that you've had in your other episodes. Yeah. They bring up Trump in some of the episodes, mm-hmm. essentially like, Oh, he doesn't even believe I was glo- very disappointed doesn't even that believe he, in global warming or climate change. I was disappointed that he really wasn't a true orange man. Bad. <laughs> yeah, well, they literally made him orange man. Well, what's funny is they, <laughs> they bring up, they bring up Trump and, and, and say that he doesn't even like believe he in climate change. When he gets the superpowers. Can I finish? Thank you. No. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cut you out. Um, I have no editing power. <laughs> you don't. No, but they brought up they brought up Trump and they acted like he was the that was the current administration in. And then they showed the president like two episodes later. It's not Trump. It's not even not even somebody who resembles him. And you're sitting there going, like you you get really confused as a viewer when there's inconsistency of we're running we're trying to bring in the real world into a show that doesn't take place in the real world. And so that, it goes against the formula that I always say all the time. Like entertainment is supposed to be entertaining. Yeah. I watched this to escape the bullshit. Yeah. Not to remind myself of how yeah. fucking nonsense the world I is. I just watched the nonsense that is most news. Yeah. I'll turn on CNN and MSNBC and go crazy for a fucking day. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's uh, bad. I'm pretty sure CW writers just like follow Twitter and that's what they base their writings off of. Right. Listeners, that's what you should expect from a Babylon 5 when it comes in. <laughs> You're going to get stuff thrown in there that, that's topical to current issues. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be dressed up the way that they used to do it in Star Trek. It's not going to be dressed up with, okay, this is an issue where somebody's being used as a birthing person as essentially a slave. They have no gender. They're not recognized as a human being. Like that's literally an episode from from Next Generation listeners. That's topical. That's something that that equates to even today of how some people are treated. Okay, so if they were able to dress that up in a science fiction way without without making it current, you know, current day without bringing up current day politics, without bringing up what politicians were doing at the time, and yet address the fact of just be human to other people, that's clever. They're not going to do that because they don't do that anymore. I mean, fuck, Star Trek Discovery brought, literally brought up Trump. Mm-hmm. 
and it made no sense. What what does what does Trump have to do with you know a thousand years in the future? Uh, it's the same same thing. I, it, that's the the biggest issue I had with Orville. Like as much as Loach loved it, I hated when it would get into current day shit and try to preach. Like yeah, but most of the show was mostly just kind of making a funny ish situation. Yeah, and the show constantly contradicted contradicted itself with oh, yeah. with politics on what it would say. Like they had the episode where it brought up the uh, true dem- dem- democracy, the the upvotes and the downvotes. Yeah. Like using Twitter. Yeah. And it's the making, social system. Yeah. It's yeah. making fun of the social system. And it was cleverly done because yeah. it's bringing up a, an actual issue that could be, you know, that's an issue in another part of the world. Well, Black Mirror did it better. <laughs> uh, I will agree because I saw that episode yeah. finally. Um, that was actually very well done. Yeah. Um, and it did it without bringing in what was happening in the world currently. Yeah, but it, it didn't didn't feel like it was thrown in your face. And it, and it didn't feel like it was thrown in your face. It's not something new. I've seen it before. It was, ha- it, you know. Yeah, something similar that is taking place in Black Mirror, something that's similar to take place in uh, Outer Limits. They've had similar Doctor episodes Who. on Doctor Who. They've had similar episodes on uh, Star Trek Voyager, I believe. Um, not, if it's well written, it's not, not something new, but if it's well written and it's not trying to throw it in your face, then you're OK with it. And then you'll go two episodes later and the Orville will throw something in your face that is absolutely having to do with what's currently happening. And it's not dressed up as this is an issue or this is just an issue in the show. It's just ah, this is our subject that we want to cover. It's just some, it's something that uh, Seth McFarlane wanted to make sure you knew his beliefs on. Right. And Forced that was it. In. Yeah. I was like, ah, it, this this is uh, I could do without this episode. Sorry. Yeah, I, I couldn't even get into Westworld. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, the premise and the setting, but it, it kind of had the Battlestar Galactica thing where it was just, kind of drawn and it's out dragged and out into three fucking seasons. Yeah. I sat there. I could, I got bored. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Three seasons. And I sat there going, I, I don't know how you turn this into three seasons. Yeah. It's topical. It has to do with many issues with, that we would address in uh, human nature in general. And it's well done. It's well told. Uh, Michael Crichton would be, you know, proud of the first season. However, it continues to go and go and go. And you're like, man, I watched you the first should have season. Been able, I thought it, I was this good. should have been a yeah. mini series that you finished up in one season. And that's it, which yeah. is what I would worry about with Dune. If right. they tried to do a Dune series, it would be like, all right, well, we're going to take this one half and we're going to stretch it out into to three or four seasons. Now, if they just wanted to do something outside of the, the regular story, just expand on that universe. Yeah, that'd be a different. And story. that's kind of where that's kind of where. Uh, we had this discussion yesterday with Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Like if they, it doesn't even necessarily have to follow Riddick. Like just that, that universe is pretty cool to expand upon. Yeah. The last movie introduced the world. That's where Westworld yeah. kind of went. Yeah. That's the problem is that's, and that's why I have an issue with it is the West Westworld took it from here's, here's the subject. This is the sep- area. Yeah. It didn't and, separate it. And it, then it tried to transition into yeah. here. And this applies to the rest of the world. Like eh, if you're, if you're going to do this, you should have done Westworld miniseries, Westworld, continuation, future world, right? And just continued on. Like those are the things that they should have done is just separate into these are these are separate stories that have similar themes and similar issues and kind of go together in the end. Yeah, that's just that's just a personal take, listeners. I know there are plenty of people who love Westworld, yeah, and love it all the way through, and that's fine. Yeah, like you said, it it, it has its merits. It's just wasn't yeah. good enough to keep me 
engaged. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very few things of like what people like that will make me go. We can't be friends. In reality, I mean, yeah. like I make that statement jokingly to a lot of people. The fact that like, you know, calling somebody an idiot if they like something. Uh, but if you like watching the view. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, if, if you enjoy the view, I don't know if we can be friends. I, 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 that's legitimately like, I don't know if we can be friends. Doubtful uh, that we'll ever actually have intellectual discourse. More and more people are like, oh, they just watch Fox. <laughs> I still, I still, avoid I still, don't, I still watching avoid, it. Yeah. But every now and then, every now and then, I'll balanced. see something pop up on YouTube and I'll watch it. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, something else will pop up and I'll watch it. And I'm like, yeah, it's hyperbolic. <laughs> but I say down. about that, I say that shit about people that I actually, you know, watch. Yeah. Um, and speaking of hyperbolic, some uh, news that's a little bit in, in our realm of entertainment. Uh, Alec Baldwin was involved in a onset. he assassinated somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin was involved in an onset accident. Um, a uh, wo- a woman was uh, shot and killed, um, and the director was injured. Very unfortunate. Uh, it's very unfortunate, yeah. and uh, it's uh, you know I I. Not to throw you know anything into Alec Baldwin's face, I'm not really a big fan of his, but uh, he had made a tweet a while back of uh, referring to police officers of imagine accidentally killing someone and how that would feel. Um, well, Alec, how does it feel? And that would be the question I would have to ask you now. I mean, he he wrote that tweet kind of uh, you know in an assholeish manner, yeah. And I I would kind of have to ask you the same thing, but how does it feel to accidentally kill somebody? You know, it's not something that you that you could have controlled at the time. Uh, there are a lot of ridiculous fucking statements out there talking about the fact of, oh, he's responsible for it because you have to be responsible for firearms. This is true on your own firearms and the responsibility of owning your own firearm firearms and how you handle them. Correct. You're working on a set and to ask an actor to have all of the same training that a normal person would not saying that they shouldn't just saying having that assumption that they would and that every single actor would be pulling out the clips that they're about to use and checking every single round. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. And the, and the reason why I say that is because while a normal person owning a firearm would absolutely do that, you would check the barrel, you would check the, the rounds, you would make sure that the chamber is empty if you're going to use it in demonstration or anything like that. To expect that from an actor every single time. I mean, think of the amount of times you see them change a clip and continue to fire in a fucking movie right. pointing the gun practically to the camera. And how many times that happens in a film, just a film that happens on TV that happens everywhere. Even, and even somebody like Keanu Reeves, who actually has training and safety training. in it now, uh, I wouldn't expect him to go through and check all this. Stuff. Nope. It'd, he, I'd probably do it if I was in any of that kind of position, but, that's, that's that's your own that's your own that's yeah. your common yeah. sense in your body yeah and that's, know and that's also that's also what yeah. a lot of us have been trained to do and the thing is is that keep in mind these actors are also putting a lot of faith in the stunt the the uh stunt prop uh prop master te- yeah. uh, the prop master and the arm the uh the man uh, arms the, the, the uh, man in arms the the armory mastery or master they're they're the ones responsible for checking every single round and every single clip and every single gun so it goes through a two-man click or two-man check. Why is that, Anderson? You know, a little a little movie called The Crow. Yeah, that came out well over thirty years ago. So the situation with that, listeners, was Brandon Lee was shot on set uh, from a blank, 
And the thing that shot him wasn't just the blank. It was the debris that was left in the barrel. There was debris in the barrel when they had started, when they had begun shooting. And the moment they said action, he got hit with a shotgun shell. Yeah. Essentially there was debris in the barrel shotgun shell goes off. Blanks still have a lot of pressure and still push out a blast. That's what creates that flare yeah. that you see out the end of your barrel. Yeah, it's a lot of people's misconception that blanks are safe. Like blanks aren't safe. Blanks are not safe. They're just not supposed to be an intact projectile. Yeah. They're not supposed to kill you. Yeah. That's the deal. And there was debris in the barrel. It pushed it out like a shotgun. And at that point, it basically was like getting hit by a shotgun shell. Yeah. Tell you right. And it killed him. Uh, m- training in the military. You fire blanks at each other. Part of your training. Or yeah. At least that used to be the case. I'm not sure anymore, but. Well, you can't say mean words yeah. to each other anymore. So. <laughs> so, so that thing, those things have happened. Listeners, a long time ago uh, on uh, the set of a Steven Seagal film, a live round was shot towards him. Um, there are huh. tons of stories about different crate, like crazy shit that happens in, uh, in Hollywood. Exploitation films were notorious for this shit in, yeah. uh, in Australia. So you hear horrifying stories of this and not realize that this stuff is this stuff is actually dangerous. They can actually cause problems and accidents. In this case, Alec Baldwin was given a gun that had a live round, not a blank, a live round in it. And he didn't know that because he didn't check the gun. He was essentially demonstrating what he wanted to see. So he had a gun that was given to him on the set that was going to be used in one of the shots. So keep that in mind. There was going to be a live round used regardless of who was using it. Yeah. So he turned around and and pointed it towards the camera, demonstrating the shot and said, you know, this is the way this is the way it should look. And they're going through the whole thing, shoots it and kills the person that it, that it's pointed at yeah, the cinematographer. The bullet travels through and continues injuring the director. And people are sitting there going, oh, well, he was more concerned with, you know, why did somebody give me a, a, a hot, you know, a, a, what was it? A hot, uh, hot gun, live hot gun, gun or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But listeners, it was after he was yelling, get, you know, get help, get paramedics. And everybody was trying to trying to help this person who is dying on the ground. And that that's that's what took place. Like, it wasn't, you know, instantly like, oh, my gosh, like, why? Why me? It was. How the hell did this happen? Yeah. It wasn't shifting blame or anything like that. And everybody keeps saying, oh, he was trying to shift blame. You would ask the same fucking question. If you worked on a set, let's say you worked, let's say you worked on a stage play and they give you a prop gun and the prop gun has blanks in it. But this has happened in the past. Uh, and not with just with, guns. not just with prop guns. We've seen in- incidents with prop blades uh, that weren't actually, that weren't prop, actually blades. prop blades. Yeah, uh, uh, that happened. That's that's glass happened in models. Uh, uh, you name uh, it. That happened in fucking uh, one of the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, the machete that was handed to actually it was the fourth movie. The first movie with uh, Corey Feldman. And thankfully, this thankfully the stuntman noticed it almost instantaneously when he was given given. It the, was the, a the well-known prop. stuntman who's been doing it for a while, and he noticed the weight was off. Yeah. yeah. He went for a swing and stopped and they really pissed off because they didn't get the shot. They started laying into him and he sat there and he said, you don't the understand. The person that is- caught it was actually Kane Hodder. That yeah. Played in- because yeah. Kane Hodder, besides being known as Jason Voorhees or Victor Crowley, is a very well-known stunt man and now a stunt coordinator. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is a person who was almost killed on set. Yeah. Multiple uh, times. Multiple times. But he, because of his experience, he knew the weight. He was like, this is not a fake. Yeah. He stopped and went, this isn't a fake. They got mad at him. They 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 drilled into him. Like, how could you ruin the shot and stuff like that? And he's like, you don't understand. I could have killed someone like this. Isn't this is a real knife. This is real. 
Like that's the that's the thing. Like if you have somebody who can catches it, great. You don't end up with an accident. Yeah, but what happens if you had a rookie start stuntman? Yeah. Bingo. Or a new guy. What happens if yeah. you have a new guy? In some cases with older films, what happens when you have a guy who's just on set and was not a stuntman but willing to do the job? Yeah. Happened an extra multiple times. Pulled. Yeah. yeah. There's there's negligence there, but it's not inherently upon Alec. Yeah. So you brought the, up a different point about how stuntmen are requesting that cinematographers have a bulletproof glass in front of them. So and they like, usually decline it. Yeah. So listeners, uh, cinematographers, in many cases, if they're going to have a shot where the gun is going to be pointed to the can or towards the camera or in in any vicinity towards the camera, they will put a. They have the option of putting up a uh, a bullet protective glass. It's plexiglass. It's essentially designed to, if an object comes towards you, it will more than likely stop the object or deflect it. And the reason why many cinematographers turn that down is because it creates kind of a film. Once the uh, gun has been shot towards it, you get this kind of smoke fill like film on it and it creates kind of a greasy look and you end up degrading what the, you know, what the film could look like. Many of them don't do it because they don't want it to, they don't want that to show up on film. They don't want it to show up on the camera. They also don't want to show, show off any possibility of glare or anything, any kind of interference that could come from the glass. So many cinematographers will say, I don't want it. I, I get it out of here. We're not going to use that. We're just going to take the risk. So there's risks involved. They're aware of them. Doesn't make the person loss of life any, you know, any less tragic. But we're just saying, like, I think that a lot of people have gotten hyperbolic and like Adam Ball, you know, Alec Baldwin needs to be brought up on charges. Uh, I think the whole like, situation. Dude, I falls don't on think the so. I think that the person, the person that, that it falls on is the, the men of arms, the men of arms. You know, it did. He even said it didn't go through a double check. Yeah, that it was their fault. Responsible for checking, for actually checking, are the ones that are negligent. Yeah. Other people said, "Oh, well, I think I think they should. You know, they should never use like this is one only use uh, uh, airsoft guns for that stuff." What, dude? Do you have any idea? Like, there is a massive difference between how your body reacts to an airsoft gun going off and how your body reacts to an actual firearm going off. It is clearly. Evident when a firearm goes off in your hands, the amount of blowback and pressure that you have going through your muscles versus somebody acting it out with a fucking airsoft gun. Give me a break, guy. Uh, and the Come weight, on. the weight of it you know, alone as well. If you want, if you want things to look realistic, then you have to go with realism. Sorry, that's why that's why films have been made this way for so long, and why they use blanks. Think of how many people have not died on a set using blanks. You're going to take the you're, going to, you're really going to take their, the the idea of like, oh, Alec Baldwin's to blame. Think of how many times people who aren't trained for firearms use firearms. Sigourney Weaver hates guns, hates them, Liam never Neeson. wants to use them, refuses to use them in most films. But in Aliens, she had to. Why? Because it was required of her character and she was not going to go t- tell James Cameron. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because James Cameron had already started, they had already started filming filming with her when she finally got told she was going to be using a gun. She got minor training, not a lot, enough to make it look real and and to make sure she didn't hurt herself or anyone else. That was where it ended. But if you think that she checked every fucking round that was going through that fucking gun before she shot it at a at a fictitious alien, you're you're out of your fucking mind. That never took place. Do you think that the weapons were checked before she got them? Yes. Why? Because they didn't want to kill an entire set full of fucking people. So who's to blame here? If you're going to sit there and still say it's Alec Baldwin because he didn't check the gun first. It was a stack dude, of mistakes. Give me yeah. give me a fucking break. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's very unfortunate. It's un, it's unfortunate, but there's so many people mistakes. being hyper. Yeah, yeah, there are so many people being hyperbolic about it, and it's just because they don't like Alec Baldwin. I don't like Alec Baldwin, but I'm not going to turn turn around and throw him under the goddamn bus. I'm no, sorry, not for that. <laughs> no, no, he's he's said and done plenty of other things where I'm just like, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's funny, but he's a dumbass. He's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a Hollywood idiot. He he's a wife abuser. He's a womanizer. Ah, okay, not gonna not gonna have an argument for me. You want to bring up a man's actual faults? Great. But turn around and doing this, like, come on, guys. It's like taking pot shots at Biden for fucking missing his pocket with a pen. No, the man sat there, you know, the man missed his, missed his pocket with a pen. People have done that, you know, countless times. I've missed my pocket with my phone and fucking had it just slide down my pants and fall on the ground. And then I'd look, look at it and go, I'm a fucking idiot. Want to make fun, fun of him for something? Make fun of him for being cornholio. <laughs> on, on TV or make fun of Alec Baldwin for being the least funny of the Baldwin brothers. Yeah. Those are the things you, you, you can go after. Not the, well, this was a tragedy, but we need to prosecute him. What? Okay. You could maybe make the argument for negligence on the set. Negligence, Which, negligence, even by his, by, by, by the producer for not checking with the, our, you know, prop master, prop master thank God damn it. Okay. Not, not checking with them and saying, Hey, has everything been checked? Have you checked all of these and made sure? Is it getting to the point now where for movies that should be added to the executive producer's order or a producer's order saying, hey, I'm your final check to make sure this is a okay. Yeah. Like, do, do you, are you going to put that responsibility on, on every single person that picks up a gun in the game or, you know, in, in the cast, you're going to make sure that every actor has to go through absolute all gun training to make sure that they know. Before you use the gun, check that. Like, do you listeners? I mean, do you realize? It's not. But here's the thing: idea. Could you imagine trying to make a film where every single time they pick up a gun or pick up a round or or a magazine that they check every single time? Yeah. In reality, that's what you would do, unless you're in the middle of a gunfight. Yeah, that's expecting way too much reality in a film. I think it's so much uh, about filming it. But if you have uh, a simplified chain of custody, you know, if it's in your hands check it before you roll but but again that's that's, that's not you're not going to get that from actors but again that's not possible hey. if you're reloading around if you're really reloading you're a doing gun, an action there's no, no, no there's no you, editing you, that you misunderstand what that. i'm saying you set up for the scene yeah right everything is already there right if it's in your chain if somebody hands you the pistol and four clips of ammunition right Check it before the scene rolls. But what I'm pointing out is that's not always the case. You have you have moments of uh, in movies where the chain of custody changes while you're filming. John Wick's a, a yeah. prime example of that. That happens that. constantly throughout the film where he yeah. drops drops a gun, picks up somebody else's gun. That's chain of custody right there. Yeah. And there's no edit of yeah. cut between that. At least it's so not going to happen anyways because yeah. actors aren't held to that kind of standard. No, but yeah. like that's what I'm saying is like you, in order to have that, you would have to have really creative editing. To create a moment of, oh, well, he picked up the gun, edit, you know, cut, move to another angle to show him. Yeah. Because that's where, in reality, the actor picked up the gun, opened it up, checked the rounds. Because that's the only way that would that would occur. Yeah. So it's kind of it's it's kind of a shit like it's it's a shit situation all around. Yeah. And there's really no there's no absolute solution to prevent it. Yeah. But given the amount of times that it's happened, we're dealing with the we're, you know, given the amount of times that it's happened versus the amount of times that they've shot guns where nothing's gone wrong. We're dealing with coronavirus numbers now, listeners. <laughs> we're dealing with flu with flu yeah. numbers. The amount of people who die from it is so low that are you going to take extreme ridiculous measures to make sure it never happens again? Or are you just going to let life kind of go on its way 
and hope that it never happens again. It's like, and let's just all admit I'm being a bit hyperbolic with that coronavirus and flu analogy. But my point is, is that the numbers of the amount of times that they've done shots like this where a round has gone off and actually hurt somebody or anything like that, it's so low with the amount of times that they shoot things like this on film that it, it's it's astronomical. Like you'd be more likely to die in a plane crash than this. So is it really something that has to be brought up with Alec Baldwin being prosecuted for it for negligence? I don't know. Do they need to have more specific checks? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, more than two people checking it, absolutely. And making sure that those things are signed off on. How do you not have how do you not have it where it is absolutely checked every single time? There's a reason why they have that. Yeah, and I I I'd be kind of surprised to see And right anything. now if somebody listening to this telling me I'm 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 a fucking horrible human being, I guarantee it. I'd be kind of surprised to see anything criminal come out of this cuz Yeah. If it reads as very much an accident. Who knows? Maybe there is something out there that con yeah you know, contrasts that. But it reads as an accident. Yeah. Uh, I could see Alec Baldwin maybe having to still be hit up in a civil lawsuit. Absolutely. Over it. Yeah. Um, and I could see that passing. Yeah. Uh, Personally, if I were involved in an accident like that, I would. I wouldn't even fight it. No, no. I would I, ask the person what they want. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you would try would to, try especially to, when you're in a, a position of wealth. Kind yeah, of I like could. That. I couldn't imagine living with that kind of guilt. No, in all honesty, no, like ever. And and whether it was your, your to, responsibility or not. Yeah, try trying to like I I absolutely would have would have the question of how the hell did this happen, but it, yeah. it wouldn't change the fact that I would feel guilty and know that this is on me. Yeah. Like I did this. Now the 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 people that are responsible for actually checking those. Yeah. Yeah. I see them getting hit with civil as well. And I would hope at least whoever it actually truly fell upon, uh, loses their fucking job. Over if not, yeah. If nothing else requires them to go through extensive training to reiterate, this is why we do things this way. Yeah. If you ever, if, if you like, like a suspension of license. Like if you ever want to get this back, you're going to have to go through everything over again from day one that you had to go through to get this job to begin with. Yeah. Like that kind of service. Assuming you even did. Assuming you even did. (laughs) Yeah. Assuming you even did. But But I made that comment light on the resume. got the job anyways. Yeah. Um, But I mean, we, we expect certain things like that to even, you know, that that should happen with even police officers when there's a, you know, an accidental shooting or anything like that. Like, I'm sorry, they should have to go through, some kind of training, not just psychological, you know. Yeah, there's a reason there's suspension. There's a reason why there's suspensions and stuff, but they should have to go through some kind of training to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Make sure that they're up to par. Make sure they're they're able to continue with their job, and that should be the case in this as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there are situations where sometimes a cop, yeah, will go and overset their bounds, and something violent will happen. Absolutely, that happens. There are times where cops will make a mistake, and fuck up and kill someone and it should apply both ways. Like yeah. that's that there's, there's no, there's no kind of like, there's always going to be something that happens. You can't, yeah, you can't safety proof the world. It doesn't the work. Pilot error happens and people die. Yeah. People are fucking crazy. They do dumb shit. Yeah. Do we think anything will happen really to, to compensate for any of this? I don't think so. I think, I think whoever was involved in it, probably nothing will happen to them. They'll probably just get another job somewhere else and it'll be, It'll, it'll just be considered an accident, you know, accident on set. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just have to, 
see what happens. And if, you know, if more stuff gets leaked and says that, you know, something happened otherwise, you know, Alec looked at her and said, you bitch and shot her. (laughs) Then that's a fucking different story. Right. You know, dark side. Yeah. Somebody, somebody intentionally loaded a live round to generate this kind of story. I I mean, I wouldn't hold it past anyone. Yeah. I mean, people are fucking sick. People are fucking crazy. We are in. Which is a whole like thing with the the fact that the the cinematographer was attached in some way to the Clintons. Uh, her husband is an attorney for the law firm for the Clintons. Yeah, and for Epstein. Yeah, and a lot of people are. It's weird. These leaps of logic. It's just it, it, it's just weird. I think it's one yeah. of those. The, like this is one of the and few she times was from where, the Ukraine. There's there's a lot of yeah very topical things in her. Yeah, I think background. I think it's all yeah. very very coincidental it's astronomically coincidental given the other things that have happened with that with especially with that family yeah but yeah uh, if there wasn't so many things that would have to line up for this to be oh yeah i mean a a more legitimate you'd be a fucking you'd be a fucking dc or marvel supervillain. yeah if you can line up you can line up that kind of math (laughs) yeah i'm gonna make all these things happen in place in order to make sure this outcome comes congratulations you can beat sherlock holmes right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because you should be working for insurance company or and people trying to get away with insurance company fraud because you could set it up to make, yeah, you know, set up anything to make it look like it was an accident. Right. Uh, you know, it's a tragedy and I hope that uh, at least some good comes from it, whether it's uh, industry standard changes uh, to, to help prevent that uh, or that someone who shouldn't have been in that job is been removed from that position that shouldn't have been involved. Yeah. And hopefully Hollywood doesn't you know, turn a blind eye like they do for everything else. Moving on. So GTA Trilogy had a, uh, I guess you'd call it a gameplay trailer. I mean, it's in, it's in game cut scenes and yeah. stuff like that. And people move, you know, playing, I, I would assume playing the game in order to get those shots. It certainly didn't look CGI. Cause if it's C, if it was CGI, it would look a lot better. Right. Um, not yeah, say the, listeners, it doesn't look better than the original. It does look better than the originals. Yeah. It's just not a, a, a an all around upgrade yeah it's not a it's not a grant from the from the ground up rebuild yeah. it's a mass effect 3 uh or some and sorry mass effect trilogy reboot it's it's uh we're giving it a better engine we're putting things in better graphical fidelity we've changed some things like giving them fingers they've they've yeah. made improvements i would say looking yeah. at it it's like a hundred percent to environment and setting and 50 percent to characters and, and models yeah like uh which is a little immersion breaking it looks kind of weird they yeah. look a little bit out of place some people yeah, are saying better, i like it but not, not but great. it looks better yeah. Um, they, they've put some work into it. They've definitely given it some better effects, put it in a better engine. They've given it some better controls. Evidently they're giving it the GTA five controls, which sounds good. Hopefully that plays well. Um, and that translates that well into transition. Those. Well, yeah, hopefully that yeah. transitions well. And, uh, we'll have to wait and see, uh, what the final verdicts are, are on it. Do I think it's going to be worth the money? No, no, but you know, we've played it. If you haven't played them, Sure. <laughs> yeah I, like i would say like personally i would i would i would rather them have more improvements to quality of or not just quality of life but uh gameplay improvements to things like san andreas like not requiring you to eat not requiring you to uh work out and shit i almost like that. never fed my character yeah that, I mean, that, that, <laughs> that whole system was kind of ridiculous yeah in there and while it was meant to be more immersion uh, or put you into the, like are you are the character kind of idea yeah. it was a neat idea that doesn't really pan out well and doesn't really translate well to fun gameplay because it kind of felt like you were 
if you didn't know that those systems could actually just be ignored and your your character could just be this freaking anorexic, <laughs> yeah, you know, freaking anorexic. See, that just uh, throws me child. off. Like I expect that from like a survival game, but not an action game. No, and San Andreas, like San Andreas, is really the only one that does that. But can but your character survive solely on hot pockets? Your character can solely survive on nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh, the only thing is your character doesn't. The only thing it affects is really your uh, your physical abilities. Yeah, you get more health if you uh, if you keep them fed properly. Yeah, essentially. Does that mean your character has to take a dump too? No, no. Oh. Thankfully. <laughs> Wow, uh, no, you evacuate your bowels when you die. So yeah, you're just uh, you're just wearing, <laughs> you're just wearing depends all the time. Um, uh, the nice thing is that San Andreas will be coming to Game Pass, the remaster, and the remaster of three. Yeah, I think so it was, is coming to PlayStation. PlayStation now. now. It's kind of odd. It's kind of an odd. Spot. What was the other one for? Vice City. Oh, Vice, Vice City. City. So uh, they have Grand Theft Auto Three is coming to PlayStation now, and then San Andreas is coming to Game Pass. So we will be playing, uh, well, at least I will be playing uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 on PlayStation now and let you guys know how that works and whether or not it runs really, really well on that. I probably won't waste my time. And <laughs> I will, and I'll try out San Andreas yeah. on the Xbox and let you guys know what, what I think of that. I might will I finish them? Probably not, listeners. I'll probably give you a, just a quick analysis of how it plays and that's about as far as I'll go. Because I've played, listeners, I've, I've played through them several times. So it's not something that I'm missing out on. Would be fun if they went through and uh, added more to the talk shows, though, especially for Vice City. Shit, fucking made me laugh. Uh, my evidently, ass they've up, they've updated the uh, the radio wheel, mm. but I don't know if that just means the the radio wheel is just easier to use, like, like from GTA Five, which I'm assuming that's what they mean. Yeah, I don't think they've changed any of the dialogue or any of the ro- or the shows, but uh, you know, the bunnies are mommy and daddy. The money <laughs> the bunnies are stabbing each other yeah. is a great moment in GTA. So hopefully, that's still in there. <laughs> Listeners couldn't tell you if I if I'd recommend you buying it or not. Uh, if you haven't played Vice City, then um, that's absolutely the best one in my opinion out of those three. Just story wise and uh, entertainment wise, um, GTA. Yeah, I, mean, I had a lot of fun with San Andreas, but San Andreas has a lot of shit missions. Uh, it, it, that and it kicks you kind of in the dick halfway through, three quarters of the way through, yeah. and it makes you feel like you wasted your fucking time. Absolutely. So. Yeah, you're talking about you're talking about the areas that you take over. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to experience that, I would say if you have Game Pass, just play it on Game Pass. If you never experienced it before, if you've experienced the other two, if you haven't played any of the series, then yeah, I it's probably worth the money overall, just because they're three games in one collection. Although I would say that given the fact that the Mass Effect uh collection was put on for how much? Was it sixty bucks? Yeah, I think it's on sale right now for yeah. forty five. Yeah, I would say that either wait for it to drop in price. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, it looks so good comparatively." It's a texture update. The models are still the same. The environment models are still the same. Like still same, still the same locations, everything. It's just an update. For most of it, it's not like from the ground up. They didn't go in and individually changed every single asset. They took the assets and said, "Okay, here are the list of assets that are used for this." Replace that with this. Yeah. Like this is what we can automatically, this is what we can automatically upgrade. Uh, And it's very evident when you see the cityscapes and you see the cityscapes in the background on some of the textures that have not changed or haven't really gotten that, that upgrade. They look like they're just basically the same thing at a higher resolution in my opinion. And you can also see it in the way that things, certain things move the fucking subway, for instance. Yeah. Super blocky still moves the same exact way it used to. It's just an updated, you know, resolution and texture on top of it. 
Yeah. Well, great. You changed the, you, you gave us a texture pack. Anyways. Uh, so I might be joining on the bandwagon of three just because I've been on my Arkham kick lately. And the only yeah. way for me to play Origins is PlayStation now. Oh, OK. Gotcha. So I wouldn't listeners really quick. I wouldn't recommend you getting uh, GTA, the GTA trilogy on PC. And for those of you who are going, why not? Uh, because it still requires the Rockstar launcher and that thing is shit. It's it's absolutely pointless. There's no reason why the there's no reason why the the Rockstar launcher even exists. I can't figure it out. Then, given the limited upgrade that it it is in all reality, I don't see it being looking much better on PC in all reality. No, not really. The people are sitting there going, "Oh, it's going to be at four, you know, four K, sixty FPS on current generation." Yeah, and maybe sitting there going, modders get a hold of it. Who cares? Well, that's the who cares. If it's four, if it's four K, have you seen the game? It's not you're you're not going to be that much impressed no. by four K. You're yeah. not going to get that much of an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. They would have to do it's, a it's full not, it's not remake that, for that yeah. to happen. It's not that good. It's not that good looking. Yeah, there's Sorry. not enough definition to warrant it. Yeah, um, they would have to build it from the ground up. Uh, anybody want to take bets on whether or not Loach is going to buy it? <laughs> no, I don't want to lose money. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. It's a coin, it's a, way, it's a coin toss. Yeah. The yeah. only way he wouldn't buy it is if he had to lose money on getting the next MLB the show to get it. Mm, that's a good point. That is the only way. If they're two different time frames of release, yeah, he's getting it. Well, it comes out next month. November 11th. When's the next show come out? It would be the show doesn't come out until like next year. Okay. I, think it's <laughs> I don't play baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he it will be content enough to try San Andreas on Game Pass. When he finds out that that's that's where that will be. Yeah, I think but he'll be content with that. I do feel like if he likes it, he'll probably buy the. Uh, Eventually, the if it goes on sale, he'll probably do it. You can see that. But yeah, it's a it's very much a twenty cost because of how much he talked about how like he'd like to see a remake of those or a, a remaster of them. Yeah, in the past, but yeah, uh, I think I think he'll probably be more sen- like a little more sensible about it, and he'll see oh it's uh, three's coming to or uh, San Andreas is coming to Game Pass. I'll just tr- I'll just play that on there. If you've already played him before and you're looking for something from Rockstar uh, to play, and uh, this this came out, you were probably heavily disappointed, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about is, fans, if you are upset about this, you are entitled to. You're, stop you're, giving them your money. You're, you're allowed to, to, to not give them your money. You're allowed to stop playing their games. You're allowed to be upset with them and to show it. It's okay. Uh, I wouldn't go out and review bomb this because let, you know, let that be up to the people who actually buy it. And if it's shit, then let them review bomb it. Yeah. Um, you don't need to show your uh, your anger by immediately going and downvoting a uh, the the game on Metacritic or anything like that. Yeah, ratings um, don't do anything. The best way to fight back is money. Yeah, you can show you can show your disapproval by just not buying it, not buying their content, and showing them like, look, I want you guys to create a new game. And there are plenty of people who are pissed off about it, and other other uh, you know YouTubers out there. I've heard them say like, I don't understand why anybody's like why why these people are so mad. They're giving you what you what you want. No, they're giving you what you've already had. Yeah, that's not what you want. They're giving you what you already had. So if you're upset over it, fine. You're 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 allowed to be upset over it. You've you've been wanting them to come out with a new game for a while. They have enough teams to work on other games. We've gone through this on the podcast, so yeah, you're allowed to be mad. We we don't always have to understand why people are mad, but yeah, I really I'm looking forward to the Dead Space remaster, but I'm also torn because I don't want to give those fuckers money. It's not really a remaster though. It's more of a remake. In reality, well, it's, just the fact it's not that using any. It's not using money. any of the old assets. It's literally rebuilding the game. 
So they have a new studio that's taking that game, rebuilding it from the ground up and recreating it, giving it some new systems, some better AI or some, some unique, uh, oh, some better AI, AI systems. Yeah. But, uh, aside, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aside, but aside from that, it's, it's basically, it's a remake. It's a remake of the entire game, which is why a lot of people point out, like it's kind of a kick in the balls to visceral or the former team teams from visceral because visceral is no longer yeah, standard. And, uh, Telling them like, hey, yeah, you made a a masterpiece of a project. Sorry, we fucked you, but we're gonna recreate your entire game that you already made because that's what people want is more of your game that we wouldn't let you make. Yeah, you know, it would have been great to have a Dead Space Four and follow a different character. Yeah, I feel like Isaac's story was well beaten to the ground by the time he finished three. Yeah, I felt like he they had personally. I felt like they had had a good run with one and two. Yeah, yeah, it could have ended with two. They should have ended it with two. They should have followed the friend in three and yeah. cut out the Isaac parts. That probably made a lot more sense in the story. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, and you could always brought you. They could have always brought back Isaac for a later edition, like a later uh, or an add-on or add-on whatever. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, or have yeah, a cameo. A, yeah, I mean, like you, you could have always had had that point of like, yeah, oh, this this guy was involved previously. But you didn't have to continue. He didn't have to be the main character in all three games, and EA didn't have to fuck over Visceral because they they didn't think that anybody would play a single player game, which they're consistently learning that that's not true at all. So, uh, anything else to bring up? As I say, uh, about a thousand fucking times. How many listeners? If you're playing a drinking game to the amount of times I say uh or like, you should be dead. Um, I don't know if we care. Uh, covered. Yes, I'm aware of it. Uh, Back for Blood. Uh, we didn't play the release. We haven't played the release, no. But apparently it was having issues with uh, just uh, shutting off systems, or was it just crashing the game? I thought it was just crashing the game. Yeah. There was a lot of game crashing. A lot. So, so that's not a good sign right off the get-go. I don't know if that's been fixed or not. Hopefully it's running smoother than it was. I've seen a lot of reviews that just say it's basically just Left 4 Dead, uh, which is essentially what people were looking for and what we I thought. I think it, Left 4 Dead's better. Um, yeah. I mean, based off of what we play, just from what we played of the uh, the beta, it was pretty evident to, to the rest of us that Left 4 Dead was the better game. Because uh, I played uh, Back 4 Blood, the beta, and the uh, full game. But since they had to make so many changes to make a essentially a uh, spiritual sequel, because Valve refuses to make anything in threes. Well, um, they could have skipped it since it's called Left 4 Dead. They just went straight to four. But they don't own <laughs> the name Left 4 Dead. Yeah. That's, that's still owned by Valve. That's I'm just saying, Valve Val could have just skipped three and went to four and tried to trick themselves. I guess. You have a lot of people who say that it's it's decent. Some people say they don't really care for it. Other people say the same things we do is Left 4 Dead's a better version. But it's available in Game Pass. If, if I had nothing on else Pass, going on, I'd probably be jumping yeah. onto it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's it's available on Game Pass. You can play it on there. Yeah, it's not uh, bad. As far as I know, it's available on Game Pass for all uh, or for, for both generations. I think it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's available, it's available for all three. I think yeah. it has crossplay. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, I mean, it does have crossplay because you and I played it. Uh, I I played it on the uh, PC and you played it on your. Uh, no, I'm not just. I'm not. Well, yeah. yeah. So oh, you mean you mean crossplay between uh, PlayStation? Yeah, all systems basically. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. I crossplay. I think I remember players. seeing it, it saying that, but which is a good thing, given you know it's a co-op game. You kind of need people to play with you. Yeah, and it's nice that, is yeah, it's nice terrible. that Sony's uh, you know, kind of jumping on board finally. The question is, is Sony still making people pay for it? 
Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Listeners, D brand is uh they were making the dark plates for the PlayStation 5. And they had told Sony, We dare you to sue us. And Sony said, Okay. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> So Sony had sent them uh, a lot of uh, legal. Well, they they sent them a lot of legal uh, paperwork, and then eventually they sent them a cease and desist. Now, there are a few people that I follow on YouTube that had made the statement of, "If you're gonna, you know, you should stick to your guns, and you know, if you're gonna tell Sony to or Sony to sue you, and you drop your brand, then uh, you know, you're just a pussy." Um, newsflash: When you get a cease and desist, that means cease and desist it is not we suggest that you stop making it it is you have to stop making this otherwise it will be used against you in court for not stopping so that's why they said okay we're just going to go do a cease and desist sony thinks that they have a pretty good case and in order for us to fight this we're going to have to use a lot of money in order to fight it even though we believe we have a good case so what did they do well they turned around and changed the entire design so that sony can't sue because Sony can't do shit about it. Uh, and they're pretty fucking confident about this now. So uh, for everybody who sat there and said, you should stick to your guns. Well, they did, jackass. They just changed the fucking designs. Yeah, they're still trolling the shit they're still out trolling Sony. the shit out of Sony. <laughs> uh, in fact, they're doing it so much to the point where they're saying it's completely legal and uh, Sony can't do anything about it by us making this because Sony's patent is on other things that this doesn't cover. Yeah. So... We made the dark plates again. We've made them better, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they look pretty good. And uh, a little bit more functional too, yeah, and not more, just form. More functional, not just form. Uh, no longer looks like a fucking sandwich. I like my plates. And yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they, the old ones looked good, but I like the new ones a little more. And they have the the vents in the side that allow for more this breathing, which completely makes it cooler. falls on Sony not thinking this far ahead when they were developing the system. Yeah, Miles yeah. and I said it from the beginning. If you don't, you, if you wanted something done about it, you should have fucking patented it to begin with, and yeah. then put out plates on your own. Yeah, you made you specifically made your system to have removable plates, and you did nothing with it. Yeah, like. The fuck did you think was going to Yeah, it's like the uh it's like the Xbox 360. It's like the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 had that removable faceplate. It's stupid as fuck, but at least they did it and they thought about it before they put it out. Yeah. There were terrible designs. Oh yeah. But they still they still thought about it before you thought about this, Sony. Why why was it a ton of money? Why were there removable why were there removable plates? Every time we come out with one of the iconic games, you could replace plates with them. You know, when Spider-Man comes out, Spider-Man plates. God of War comes out, God of yeah, War plates. Yeah, it, it wouldn't require anybody yeah. to buy a special edition console. Yeah. All you did was buy the special edition plates. Yeah. And, and that would have been viewed as consumer friendly. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it's fucking microchips or some shit. Yeah. It's plastic. It's fucking plastic. It's molded plastic. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. You can do this. You have the technology. Yeah, so <laughs> D-Brand is, is challenging Sony. Go ahead and try and sue us again. We found a bu- We found a bunch of lawyers who are absolutely willing to go to bat for us now. Yeah, they even um, have a little, uh, not really an LED strip, but like a filter that yeah. goes over the already the light, already right? available light that's yeah. there, and it goes on there, and it changes the color. And yeah, it looks really cool. Nice. Looks yeah. really good. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. This looks pretty nice. It'd yeah. be cooler if I could actually get my hands on a PS5 to yeah. give a shit. <laughs> yeah, now don't get your PlayStation confused with your router. 
And just you know that's understandable because they're very much saying now. Uh, <laughs> you just you just get the plates anyways, just sandwich it on something just to pretend that you have a PS5. Yeah, right. <laughs> wake up on Christmas morning and slap them on the other. Yeah, yeah. my router. Just, <laughs> yay! Meanwhile, meanwhile, D Brand's been the only one that Sony's been going after, and there have been off market brands who have been doing the plates as well. And Sony yeah. hasn't done shit to them. So let's let's find out, Sony. Are you mad at the fact that D Brand just beat you to it and thought about it first, or? Is it because it's genuinely against your against your patent? I think it's the uh, I think it's the former. I don't right. think it's the latter. I think it's the former. I think you you're mad because they beat you to it. They thought about it before you did, and you were too fucking lazy and uh, afraid to go out and come out with plates and say, yeah, you can change routes for your own for your own uh, purposes. Change yeah, them to they red. Change them they to blue. They should have had options day fucking one. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Is like you. Yeah. They were too. They were too fucking butthurt that another company thought of it Easy before that. Before they did. Yeah. How, how did you not think about it, Sony, when you yeah. made them? How did you? How were you not going? Hey, you know, if we actually did this, we could let people change their plates to whatever color they wanted, and, yeah. and we money. can make more money. Here's here's three alternate colors. Yep. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you had three. You had three different versions of the PlayStation Three when it first for, was first shown off. You had a white one, a black one, and a silver one. Yeah. How the fuck was this not thought of? And those you had to buy a whole new fucking system. This is just yeah. fucking plastic. This is just fucking plastic. You guys could have yeah. made a killing on this. I know people who would have. I know people, including myself, who would have bought multiple colors just to be able to change them when they wanted to. Yeah. I just think like just based off of how sales. they feel. I feel like I'm going to go with a red PlayStation. You can come out now with like a, you know, like a super deluxe edition of a game that comes with plates or whatever. Yeah. Money. Congratulations. You lost money because you were too dumb to figure out that you could just make plastic. Their whole release from uh, the start of the PS5 is showing that they're not concerned with consumers. No, not not at all. They've they've demonstrated that entirely this generation. And listeners, if you're, if you're confused as to what we're talking about, PlayStation five is weaker than the Xbox. It is. It just is uh, the amount of hilarious articles that I've seen from developers. Like we're surprised at just how powerful the PlayStation five is. Are you surprised because of the specs or are you surprised just because you didn't expect the, the generation to be as powerful? Like, what, what are you issuing surprise on? You over fucking popularized your memory system saying that the solid state drive in the PlayStation 5 was so fast that no one would be able to compete, including PCs, never mind the fact that PCs have already bypassed it. In fact, you can buy an NVMe that's faster than anything that's on the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 can't even hit the speeds that the NVMe can on a PC. So thus proving that uh, it's still old technology. And then you make your expandable memory slot problematic. When it yep. comes to has a problem with heat spacing and heat, um, and you don't even fucking address it for almost a full year after the system yeah. went out. Can't put in can't put in a fucking hard drive for how long? Yeah, for for nearly a year after the console comes out. And what and, did Xbox do? Yeah, no, they had something that you could use day one. Yeah, <laughs> they had thought of the heat issue by putting it on the outside. Even yeah. though I contend that they could have easily thought of the heat issue by putting it by allowing it for an internal slot. But here's the thing, listeners. Microsoft knew, hey, we could actually make money on a proprietary uh, slot. Yeah. So we'll just do it that way. That's that's the main reason why they did it that way. Listeners has nothing to do with, has really nothing to do with them saving heat. There were other ways that Microsoft could have mitigated that just by designing the Xbox slightly different yeah. to allow for the heat, you know, the the fans to blow over a second chip that goes in there. But that aside, Microsoft said, hey, we're going to think about this regardless. Yeah, they were prepared. They were prepared. Yeah. That's the point. 
Sony didn't have that for a year. A year. You on day one for the PS4, you could change the fucking hard drive out. Yeah. I know that because I did it. The PS3 could do that. And you're telling me they, they couldn't figure that out for the PS5 when they came out? Yeah. What were you guys doing for a year? And the funniest part is the amount of people, oh, well, they didn't have Gen 4 NVMEs out. Well, actually, they did. They were just a little slower than what the specs are for the for the PlayStation 5. But uh, it turns out that uh, Digital Foundry did a test on uh, doing the other versions of uh, NVMEs out there. And the NVMe 4, that is the lowest version and uh, equals the fastest NVMe Gen 3 speeds, works just fine. In fact, it works in some cases still faster than the internal memory of the PlayStation. That's weird. It's it's, <laughs> it's almost akin to the fucking Nintendo Switch re- releasing the Bluetooth, right? Like this has uh, been here since day one, and you, you just, just locked it. You, you now, just didn't now, do yeah, you just do anything with it. You just wanted to treat it as a feature that yeah. you're giving to us. Yeah, you wanted to apple it up. <laughs> yeah, so. It's just funny to me the amount of people who are defending Sony on this. Like, guys, come on, move, remove your head from your ass. I love Sony's decisions for the PlayStation 3 when they finally started kicking things into gear, when they finally got their heads out of their ass and started doing the right things by the customer. Loved PlayStation for that. Loved PlayStation for their, you know, their marketing for the PS4 and the fact that they were like, yeah, we're not going to make you guys, you know, be online all the time for your games. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, these were great decisions. Sony was really hitting it out of the park, being consumer friendly, really thinking of their gamers. And then the PS5 comes out and the PS4 was massively successful. And we're right back to at the end of the PS2 when the PS3 is coming out and they're just got their heads up their ass and think, oh, we can just do whatever the fuck we want. People just buy our consoles. Yep. You you rest on your laurels of your your exclusives. Yeah. Meanwhile, Microsoft's making big strides that are consumer friendly. Yeah. This has been a big push of their success so far. So it, listeners, if you're wondering why we're going to, you know, why we've, we've flipped <laughs> over to being bigger fans of, of, of Xbox, Xbox is making better, better decisions. That's it. It's literally what it comes down to. Yeah. Customers can change on a dime or can change their attitudes on a dime. So long as they're open-minded and are not fucking fanboys. Yeah. I, I, the thing they did that bought me instantly was Halo Infinite on PC. Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted was Halo on PC. Yeah. I still don't know why they don't have Halo 5 on PC other than the fact that Halo 5 sucked, but still. Right? I choose to believe that it's been left out because it was garbage. <laughs> do you think they're, do you think they're going to retcon Halo 5? I fucking hope so. And, and Infinite? I'm really curious. I can see that. If they're going to do that. It's it's real. It's really been something where I'm like, Space Fever Dream. Yeah. Are, <laughs> are you guys, yeah, right? Are you guys going to just retcon Halo 5 and it d- didn't exist? Because that'd be really funny. That would... The, as this, so it's funny and it's sad at the same time. The sad part is for the people who worked on Halo Five, it's showing them that you made a shit game to begin with. Yeah. Uh not and listeners, I'm not saying it's a shit game because of gameplay. Gameplay was solid. Yeah. I'm. It's a shit game because of story. So that that writer didn't know what he was doing. That's all it does. It just shows your writer didn't know what they were doing. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have gone with this person's story to begin with. And even then, there were still some cool parts to it. Overall, it oh, was yeah, bad, there, there were some cool things. The intro is fucking awesome. Yeah, that game that that was honestly my biggest complaint was the uh, intro of Blue Team. And especially after reading Halo books and then immediately you go to gameplay and Fred turns and walks into a wall. <laughs> yeah, the, the best the, really in, in the grand scheme of things, the best part of the game was having Nathan Philly in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you fight over who plays as Buck. Yeah, biggest disappoint- <laughs> biggest disappointment in the game is that uh, you don't have Buck and Master Chief as a campaign. Yeah, 
how is this not a thing? Yeah. The silent protagonist with the smart ass? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> so I'm not sneaking six into that? Even though we're all pretty sure he's dead? Noble? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, creative director said he's dead. So. Yeah. Yeah, as Miles, much as I want to hold yeah, on to Miles, the, yeah, Miles and I, Miles <laughs> and I even made, yeah, Miles and I even made the statement yeah. like they should have brought back Noble Six for five, and had Master Chief and Noble Six be be the two main characters. Yeah, two silent protagonists, badasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, nothing. that was I lasted <laughs> like a good nothing. half hour in that final fight. <laughs> but yeah, Microsoft's making good moves. Sony's making some stupid ideas, stupid, stupid statements. It's the reason why we've switched over to. PC and Xbox will be our main our main platforms for this generation, and Sony will get exclusives. That's it. So, yeah. did you get the email that I did from uh, Sony? Which one? Oh, I'm now put in a drawing for a chance to buy a PS5. No, I didn't. They're not even doing. Uh, they're not even doing uh, online queues anymore. They're, they're doing, just doing raffles. Yeah, and you don't win the PlayStation. You win an opportunity to buy one. Yeah, yeah if you don't just, have the money. The same, here's the thing, though. The same. That's the same thing happened during. Uh, the, the 360 era. I don't. Most people don't remember this. No, I remember that. It, I thought it was kind of but stupid. The, yeah, it was. It was still stupid then. But the same thing happened. Like this isn't new. This, yeah. they've done this before with other products. It's not like it's a. It's a big surprise. The thing is that, that's funny to me is the fact that by the time you win their chance to buy the PlayStation Five and you buy the PlayStation Five, your PlayStation Five will show up what like four or five months later. Well, that's because what I was because it's too. stuck on a boat somewhere in the fucking ocean. If it's not stolen in the process, right? Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't get stolen straight out of the shipping container, it's just going to yeah. sit in a harbor somewhere. Yeah. For that's the whole it, reason I ordered two. Well, Shane ordered one. I ordered one. This is because I was like, I don't have any guarantee that I'm going to see the no, one I, I get ordered. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I. I'm waiting for the the PS5 Pro, and the thing is, is I with what's going on right right now with just the PS5. I'll be lucky if I can get a PS5 Pro. At this point, listeners, I've almost resorted to the fact of in my mind, I'm going to get a PS6. <laughs> yeah, I don't if know, it's I'm a lucky. cascading effect. Like yeah. you're, it's 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 like trying to, it's like trying to keep up with phone generations without fucking breaking your bank, right? <laughs> yeah, like oh, I'll just settle for the the series before it, you know, yeah, a year down the road. So yeah, it's kind of that's that's kind of the same thing. Absolutely. Do you buy a phone that's the best on the market? With the with the mindset of this will be my phone for the next five years, you just replace a uh, cost with availability. Yeah, or <laughs> or do you do you buy the lower cost one because it's available right now? You can get it right now, but you'll still have this phone for the and it'll be functional for the next four years. Yeah. And in my case, do you buy the last the last you know four generations ago, <laughs> and that that's your phone for the next five six years because it's a phone, and. All the other stuff is just a bonus. <laughs> really, I don't, just bu- I don't care about photography. So really, just buys you the That's privilege to to pay more for your games to to be on there. So, gotcha. <laughs> I've been sitting on my phone for a while now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's because yeah, I, I don't give two shits about taking photos of my food. Yeah, I have an iPhone six. <laughs> I have an iPhone six S, and it's not successful. It doesn't make me successful. It's just a success. Yeah, it's a functional phone that does what it's supposed to. Their names, their names are always. Oh, me I off. lost my shit when they came out with the iPhone XS. XS, like excess, as in unnecessary and extravagant. Yeah, <laughs> like, like all your phones. Hello, <laughs> kettle, pot, yeah, right? <laughs> Speaking of Apple, really, really quick, listeners, they've uh, shown off some new uh, their new laptops that are coming out. And uh, they're really uh, excited. Yeah, they're really excited <laughs> to bring back ports. 
things that never should have gone away are coming back. I don't think you understand. I'm looking forward to the next iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to the next iPhone to bring back head jacks or headphone jacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess even the new uh, droids don't have the uh, headphone jack. Correct. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's just as bad about it. Can't now. be simple anymore. Yeah. Everything's got to go Bluetooth. Well, that's the. So I don't know about the the new new one, but I've got the uh, the twenty, and that's got the all in one port. So you just had to buy different headphones for it. Mm. That's it, that's that's kind of the thing, though. Like I shouldn't have to buy extra shit. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I have something that you know provides audio. There should be a port. That like, <laughs> headphones are headphones. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna find a fucking, uh, uh, uh an old, uh, what, what the hell is the record player with the giant horn on it? You, oh, you know what I'm talking about. God. I can't yeah. think yeah, of the I, actual I, name. What right a now. gramophone? Yeah, I'm gonna go find a like a fucking gramophone that I can have an adapter to, and I'll just plug it into my phone, and I'll just play <laughs> through that. I'm like fuck it, I'm not even gonna do headphones fuck anymore. This, yeah. <laughs> Man, I think we should put Cover Chrome on the as uh, the final song. <laughs> you know, if, if you're ever riding a bus and somebody plops a gramophone down on the seat, and cranks it up real quick, and then puts on their shitty music, I'll I won't even be mad. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? At them. <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed that you go ultimate bad. hipster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Be like, wow, your mustache and the matching eyebrows. Yeah. You're going the to top some, hat. Extreme <laughs> lengths to show off your shitty taste in music here. But. Is this your carry on? Yep. <laughs> it its own seat. I just want to serenade the entire cabin. Oh, man. Uh, uh, you and I recently watched through all of uh, uh, Mob Psycho 100. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was fun. That was great. Yeah. Mate. It's a. Uh, very, very akin to uh, One Punch Man because yeah. of you same know, group, yeah, <laughs> same group, a lot of the same uh, uh, artists, yeah, same, uh, yeah, same uh, style, you know, manga, uh, same kind of uh, a lot of the same kind of humor yeah. involved in it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It was really good. Um, we enjoyed it. Uh, there's, you know, obviously some plot things that don't make sense uh, all the time, but. No, uh, because you know, some, sometimes it's just well. Sometimes it's it's just like well, this does this wasn't true before. Why is it true now? That kind of thing. But uh, you know, just because of plot, yeah, <laughs> that's it. But um, it doesn't take itself very seriously. Not at all, especially the ending. Uh, and um, it has tons of uh, One Punch Man Easter eggs in it. Oh yeah. So, so it was a uh, it's a lot of fun, and we highly recommend it. It's uh, available on. You can watch it on uh, HBO Max actually. If you're wanting both seasons, though, you have to watch it on Funimation. Oh, I will be really disappointed if uh, we uh, we don't if we get another season of that before we do One Punch Man. Oh yeah, are we are we gonna get a, are we gonna get a season three of this before before One Punch Man? If we yeah. do, I'm gonna be annoyed. That's gonna be a little <laughs> annoying. Yeah, because I still like One Punch Man far better. I think One Punch Man probably has a bigger fan base. It's my favorite. I think for me, it's it's that, and then uh, My Ordinary Life. My ordinary life is definitely up there. And then probably girls in Panzer. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since Margo introduced me to Dory Doro, I, f- I fucking love that. <laughs> it's a good what one. are you doing? I got to see talk to the guy inside my mouth. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We finished Keegan uh, Ashura, which I took miles through. 
Uh, we got through. There's a part one and part two. Miles, do you did you see what I was talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 Baki, just not as yeah, a little ludicrous. Bit yeah, yeah, not as ludicrous. Very heavily laden with uh, homoeroticism. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> why I was saying. Yeah, that's why I was saying like last. Judge you. That's why I say last <laughs> week or last. You know, last week I was like. Like this is gonna sound homophobic as fuck. Like yeah. <laughs> saying this, but it's it's so true. Very it's throughout prevalent. the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> not graphic or anything. Just no. It's just it very heavily implied. Very heavily implied and uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's really all we have to cover. Unless you guys have anything else to review or talk about. I was just gonna cover some DC stuff. Go for it. So on to movie reviews. I finally watched. The Batman Long Halloween Part One, Part Two. Yeah, which part of the way Part One is on HBO Max. Listen, so they altered one of the characters in the graphic novel, but I'm actually was fine how they did it. I'm a little angry with DC because I think this was a really well done animated movie, and they're very inconsistent now with the new movies since the end of the new Fifty Two series. So there's times where you get an adaptation. I think this is actually a pretty good adaptation. Versus you'll turn around and get like Hush, which is god awful. So I'm like, who the fuck is in charge here? Because apparently one person knows what the fuck they're doing. The other person needs to be shot. It's Warner Brothers. I mean, you're asking that yeah. question, really? Like they can't they couldn't even make a DC. They couldn't even make a DC cinematic universe. You expect their their do, do we really expect their anime to be consistently call like quality as they go? So. But Long Halloween, uh, to me, I purchased it. And I think it was worth the purchase. Okay. If you're a fan of Batman, if you like it, Long Halloween, you'll adapt to the twist. They alter in it because it really doesn't alter the story. Uh, is there a reason why it's split up into part one and part two? It's just so long. I think that's the only reason why. Is that they the did only it. reason? Okay, because the first, like part one's like an hour and twenty eight minutes. Okay. Uh, the only thing that took me a minute to get used to is that Jensen Eccles is the voice of Batman, and if you knew anything about the animated stuff, he's been the voice of Red Hood for a long time. That's weird. Yeah, you get used to it after a while. Um. Uh, Long Halloween, if you're a huge Batman fan, you're going to follow up pretty quick. It's basically the retelling of Two-Face in the comics to update his character. Okay. That's what the Long Halloween originally was. And a little bit of Catwoman's backstory, who her father is. Okay. I recommend the movie. I enjoyed it. Not for kids. It's It sticks to that rated R. It's a fun Batman story if you're big in the, the dark Batman stories. There was a bunch of DC stuff that came out. Yeah, it's about the Southern Reaper, like the the two teaser trailers. So Shazam, they finally announced the, both the new Shazam movies coming out. Yep, Shazam, Black Adam. Shazam, Black Adam, uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yep. Which is cool because it looks like they kept the cast of the uh, all the kids, all the brothers and sisters, and they're continuing on with it for the next movie. Yeah, I can't figure out what they're going to go with uh, for Black Adam. Are they going to? Is he going to still be a bad guy? I don't. Well. Because it doesn't, it doesn't seem Black, that way. Because if you talk about the new Black Adam, <laughs> he's kind of one of those characters. It's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> Black he Adam is one of those characters that, that kind of, at least in late, well, not the new continuity, because we don't talk about new continuity because it's garbage. But what we had left is he was one of those characters that kind of flip flopped a lot. So sometimes he's portrayed as a hero, sometimes he's portrayed as a villain. Yeah. It just depended on the circumstance. Gotcha. Uh, the best thing you can watch a Black Adam now is there was like an animated short that came out not too long ago, basically about Superman versus Black Adam, and that's a pretty good balance of scale of how powerful he is. Yeah. Uh, the teaser trailer didn't really do much. The only thing I got from it is it's going to do a lot of 
time jumping to modern day to back in the past. Uh, I think they probably did an okay choice for Hawkman for casting on that one. But there's some other characters like Adam Smash. I'm like, who the why the fuck is he in this shit? Oh, so they're just bringing in character like they're yeah, kind of bringing in characters that don't I think they're gonna stick with. with it. And my just theory is they're sticking with the uh, the Hawkman from back in the past. They're gonna go with more of the modern telling of Hawkman or uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, where they're basically they're heroes, but they get reincarnated a lot. Gotcha. It's almost like the world building for uh, something that doesn't exist. I I'm think more- the only world building is just Shazam. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for the bad guy team up movie Calendar Man and Palindrome Man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you laugh, but you totally skipped over Condiment Man. <laughs> right, the ultimate supervillain trilogy, right, <laughs> right there. <laughs> I'm what lurks in your refrigerator. Uh, yeah, so uh, we are definitely getting a Flashpoint movie. We are getting a Flashpoint action. live action movie. They've already. Teased, uh, we're getting 80s Batman. Um, Michael Keaton Batman. Michael Keaton Batman. So they've shown off. Looking and, forward and to they, that. Yeah, they showed uh, the silhouette of the 80s Batmobile underneath a tarp. The best Batmobile. The best, <laughs> absolutely the best Batmobile. Tumblr can suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Tumblr is just a tank. <laughs> yeah. It's just a very fast tank. <laughs> So is the Batmobile. It's, it's a drunk Hummer. <laughs> it's a drunk Hummer. <laughs> It's a Karen in charge. Uh, the vehicle, not the blowjob. Let's <laughs> say it's a Karen in charge Hummer. <laughs> if you were to put them as like magazine covers, the bat, the eighties Batmobile is just straight up sexy. It's very iconic. Like, that is that is the car that you would put on the front cover of like a car magazine. Yeah. The uh, the Tumbler is this is what my dad made in his garage uh, over a weekend. To, my redneck uncle. Yeah, to to go over dunes with. This is what the guys in the vehicle depot used to harass yeah. Afghanistan. Don't, don't get yeah, don't get me wrong. The, t- the Tumbler's cool. It's still a cool Batmobile, but it's you, nothing holds a, nothing holds a candle to the eighties Batmobile. Latest episode that of Grand Tour when he was making a tank. <laughs> yeah, nothing holds a candle to the eighties Batmobile. It's I like the I like amazing. the bike. Yeah, the bat bike that they did for uh, the one that came Star off. The, yeah, yeah, like that was sick. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that one made sense. But yeah, it's just you know the only thing, the only one that really comes close to it, and it's basically based off of it was the uh, Batmobile or the Batman animated series Batmobile. It's based off the same idea. Yeah. Uh, only one that really comes close to my, in my opinion, uh, the it's the only one that the Batwings in that version is a better version of the Batwing than the eighties Batman or uh, Batwing, but it's still based off the same idea. Yeah. Um, so like that was, that was kind of like where the height of design went was just like, all right, this, this is it. This is fucking amazing right here. And then the other ones have just been kind of okay. Uh, the new Batmobile that was used in, or the, the latest Batmobile that was used in, uh, justice league, uh, Zack Snyder, tank. Uh, yeah. version. That one was a cool, that was a cooler, ver- in my yeah. opinion, a cooler version of the Tumblr. Yeah. Um, that one, that one wasn't bad. It was pretty cool looking. It was, it, you know, ran along the lines of this is a tank. It's designed to be a tank. It's going to be a tank. Uh, it's just going to be a little more. It's mobile. the first move against Superman before Batman had to do. Next <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, and then they had the, the carrier in that one. That was just basically from Halo. So it's kind of cool to see them bring back that design and be able to see that, hopefully see that in action. I'm really hoping to see it. But uh, you also had the, uh, the Batman shown off and they showed off the, the Batmobile nets. Basically, just a souped, souped up muscle car. It's a Fast and Furious Batmobile. Yeah, it's a souped up muscle car. It's not a bad looking car. I actually like the like the design. I've seen it. 
Um, looks pretty neat. It's kind of a, a neat design for a first for a, like a year around a year one Batman. I think that makes yeah, that gave makes me a little, a little more, more optimism sense. for the next Batman movie. I'm like I'm open to it. Yeah, and uh, is it uh, is it Pattinson? It's Pattinson, it? Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson. He looks like he does a good job. Looks like he holds up to that kind I of attitude. I hope he does. I really hope he that does. physicality. I'm li- so. they're definitely going with the Frank Miller Riddler choice there. More yeah, of a serial killer Riddler. He's yeah. a serial killer Riddler. Riddler. He's which Frank not Miller's Riddler them. was one of the inspirations for James Wan to make the Saw movies. Makes sense. So I, I'm I'm open to it. Uh, there's a lot of throwback and hints off when you see Catwoman. They made a few lines for the Eartha Kit Batman. Batwoman. Or, uh, yeah, there's Catwoman. some people who are pissed off about Catwoman being black. I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> well, one of my favorite. My, my question is, she's still hot. She's still yeah. in leather. Yes. Okay. Then we're fine. <laughs> one of my favorite Catwoman was always the uh, the Eartha Kit. Uh, right. Adam West. So many people don't know this. Eartha Kit was 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 not a white woman. No. <laughs> She's a person of color, so uh, it's okay to to have that. Yeah. And uh, the only time it, not everyone has to be Michelle Pfeiffer. Like origin story, yeah. Unless it really ties in deep with the character's origin story, it's okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward. It looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, and you had the uh, the expansion on uh, well, sort of expansion on uh, the. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Suicide so Squad kills the Justice so, League. That it looks way better than the first trailer they showed off. Yeah. Here's the problem: it's still not gameplay, it's, it's but it's cinematic. still not gameplay. It's, it was a fun cinematic. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. You know, as far like if if they can convey this feeling throughout the game, it'll be good. Yeah, and when I say it looks way better, I'm talking about like story wise. Yeah. yeah, looks like it's going to be Absolutely. way more entertaining and, and fun than what they originally showed off. Yeah. Uh, there is still a teaser at the end that shows John Stewart walking down his Green Lantern. I was like, oh, this, this might be fun. <laughs> there's a there's still a lot of confusion as to whether or not this takes place in the Arkhamverse uh, for some reason. I am pretty sure this does not. Uh, it's being done by uh, Rocksteady, though. Doesn't matter if it's being done by Rocksteady. Like, the, the other one's being done by Rocksteady, too. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not a, it's it's being done by the same group that did a uh, or uh, did a uh, Arkham uh, Origins. Okay, and yeah. and okay. story wise, it's the only one out of the two that makes, makes more, more sense, sense with Arkham than any of them. Batman's dead. The Batman's rest of Gotham's dead. in chaos, and dead. the his his underlings have to take over. The like, only that, that issue makes way more have sense with, with that, Arkham than the Justice League is gone evil. We're gonna have to kill them all. Yeah. So I don't think either one of them take place in the Arkhamverse. I think the Arkhamverse is still its own thing because there's been rumors from Rocksteady that they've been looking at making another Arkham game, regardless. Yeah, I could. Uh, I hope they do. So the I Arkham games did set the standard for hero games. Yeah, so I think what we're getting is just generally it's own stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's just generally more comic book stories and just more fun. So I don't think they have to tie into anything yeah. from the Arkham. I agree. Make them their own and stories. The, the thing that's been kind of confusing for a lot of people is just, and it's not listeners. This is not something that was started by the studio. The studio hasn't brought up anything that says really, Oh yeah, it's part of the Arkhamverse. When they first started development on this and people were asking the questions about, Oh, you know, is this part of the Arkham? Was this part of the Arkhamverse? The only response they got was, "Well, we haven't really decided yet." And this was early on in story, like during the story uh, telling, like they were trying to figure out what the story was going to officially be for the game. They hadn't shown off any gameplay. They hadn't shown off even. They showed off a teaser cinematic, and that was the most. And the re- the interview went with, "Well, you know, we haven't really settled on exactly where the story is going to go. I suppose." It, and the guy said, "I suppose it pro- it's possible that it could connect, but as of now, I don't. I don't have anything to say." And with that, every fucking report on it has been like, it's part of the Arkhamverse. Uh, it's definitely in the Arkham Arkhamverse because it's being, you know, and the other thing is like, it's being made by Rocksteady. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Like the, the guy didn't say it was. The yeah, guy it can deviate from it, it. At no point did he say this is absolutely in the Arkhamverse. 
Yeah, well, there's like there's other things that now me going back to the games and being a huge Arca fan, they are totally different. Yeah, there's it's it's there's just, just like their details yeah. are just not. There's too up. much separation yeah. there for it to be part of the same universe. Like one of the bigger things, like when you watch Gotham Knights, if you know anything about the Arkhamverse, uh, Barbara's already full on Oracle. Unless we're gonna have a Batgirl rolling around in a wheelchair the entire time. Yeah, I like yeah. The, a modified suit <laughs> allows her to has the Elysium suit. Yeah, yeah, right. walking around. Yeah. Uh, which I I hope that game's good. Still, not I'm on sure the how fence. it's gonna turn yeah, out. Yeah, I'm on the fence. Yeah, Gotham Knights not excited for because they still have that RPG element element to it yeah. and wanting to have your enemies scale up with you. And I said, yeah, you gotta get gear. I don't don't want this. I don't need this. You guys can just keep this to yourselves and I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's makes me, makes me kind of hopeful for suicide squad is story. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Is what we've seen from the story wise. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, listeners, we haven't heard anything on gameplay. Nothing. We've heard nothing. on There's not even anything to, to give you a, a good guess as to, how it's going to how work. it's going to roll yeah, yeah. It, th- as far as we know this could end up being a tactical yeah fucking game and that would be fuck that would be a waste it might work <laughs> yeah I, like I <laughs> but don't know. it would be a little disappointing given yeah, I, the uh the, the you wouldn't expect it from that yeah unless you're picking up Baldur's gate rules i don't see me playing that ever right that's that's a <laughs> that's that would be kind of a weird thing but it would be strange for a studio like that who's known for specific types of games to go that route yeah, over the shoulder combat. Um, it could even be the exact same system as, as Gotham Knights. If it uses the exact same system as Gotham Knights and everything ramps up with you. Well, I'm less excited at yeah. that point. I'd be going, nah, I'm not really going to. I think care. the other fact is that we've all been burned out by major studios. Now that now we're very cautious. And that's part of it. Like yeah. it's really hard to be excited for a lot of things now because Studios let you down. It's yeah. kind of like Hollywood, uh, you know, letting you down with uh, with movies that they come out with. And you're like, ah, you know, if the if the the prequel or the 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 movie that came out before it in a franchise sucked, or they've been or enough studios around them who do the same things suck. Then you're yeah, really it'd be like the next Star Wars movie. If they come out with another Star Wars movie, we're all going to be on the fence, right? Yeah. Before we wrap up, really quick. Uh, now I want to bring in one last thing for the DC talk. Okay. Uh, Another realms. Was given a lot of hinting tweets about uh, that Injustice Three might actually be the Injustice versus Masters of the Universe. Yeah, this might be the next game they're coming out with for fighting. Okay, which would tie into the comic books. Yeah, which Injustice Three they already confirmed not, is coming. Which was just, just, a, just to let you know, not not Kevin Smith's thing. And the other thing they hinted off this might be just the final Injustice game because I think they're I what, think they want to branch on and move on. Obviously, the Mortal Kombat game they can go any direction because how that last one ended was basically the reset button for that con- for that series. Yeah, and if you had played the new Mortal Kombat, they are totally fun. They are fucking bananas. Yeah, the Injustice games are, are fun. One thing I really like about the Injustice games and the Mortal Kombat's is the fact that when you switch a character skin, they actually make it look a lot different. Mm. You get a lot of different variations. Yeah, it's not so, just a color swap. Yeah, it's not a color palette swap. Now, like one of my favorite things to do that's pretty funny to watch if you play like the latest Injustice is if you put Hellboy versus a uh, Ninja Turtle, one of the Ninja Turtles, just the dialogue is fucking priceless. Last bit is Uncharted, the film was shown off for a trailer. Uh... And uh, based off that side, that's where we're good. All right. Let's just thank you for listening to us. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not looking forward to it at all. It feels forced. Massively. Yeah. Nobody really feels like they fit the part. And, and no. it's just shoehorning a story. 
you know, like, oh, well, this is popular. We're just going to piggyback off. this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically, uh, you know, it's treasure hunter, how to miscast and not follow a roadmap. The vibe I got is just like, I've, I've got a bad feeling that Tom Holland's going to be one of those actors that he doesn't really change characters for every role. Um, I think it kind of depends on what he's playing. I think he's one of those actors where it really depends on what, what character he's playing and when he's just given his character that's playing and on the, the other note that you said that like, he's just too young to be Dave Drake. Yeah. When he, he's too young to be Nathan Drake, uh, he's basically like, like, like you said, he sounds like he's just basically Peter Parker as Nathan Drake. And that's, yeah. that's what I was getting as the fact that I think it really depends on the role he's given. If he's given a role where he's just supposed to be a smart Alec, he's just playing Peter Parker at that point. And since that's what we're used, you're used to from Peter Parker and, the MCU, that's what you're going to get. And that's what you're going to see. The other thing is, is that none of the, none of the cast matches up. No. Mark Wahlberg uh, does not strike me as a Sully at Sully all. At all. Uh, and I yeah. like Mark Wahlberg. I like, I like Tom Holland, but it just <laughs> Bruce Campbell. I think the people are going to enjoy this movie. are going to be people Stephen like Lang even. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there were, there are tons of other choices that, that would have, fit those characters. I think better listeners in it or just casting no names. And a lot of the stuff in the trailer also felt like it was, uh, when you say forced and listeners, this is when what we're getting at is it seems like, Hey, we played the game. We, we played the game. See this scene. This was in the game. We played the game. We know what we're doing. We're, we're making sure that this matches up with what you've seen. And that's the thing is you're sitting there watching a movie that's supposed to be using part of the story from what appears to be uncharted four or uncharted four, but throws in elements from three two, and you're going, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. It has the same feel of old video game movies. Yeah. We didn't I know what we were doing. So we made this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I uh, hope re- it's good. Remember resident evil. It's going to be. Yeah. Remember resident evil. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Uh, I might just have to go in there with my brain turned off and some popcorn and just enjoy it. Yeah, I won't. I won't see it in theaters. Uh, I will wait for that absolutely to come out on video, and when it's streaming, I will then maybe watch it, and I will try to remember this is not Uncharted. Right. Well, that would just riff it. But I guarantee you, with the amount of likes that are coming out of it, that is probably going to be one of those things of like, oh yeah, I'm so excited, and people are going to come out going, that wasn't Uncharted. No shit. Like the amount of fans that I saw, like I was shocked at the amount of likes I saw for that trailer. Yeah, honestly, listeners, I was shocked. Like I saw when I when I first looked at it, sixty thousand likes and only four thousand dislikes. I was like, damn. Either either fans are just completely oblivious, or have never have never played, or these are people who have never played the game. And that's mostly what I'm thinking because so many of the comments were like oh man i can't wait to watch spider-man in this the 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 tomb raider movies were more uh exciting as far as like agreed looking forward to yeah yeah the tomb raider movies led themselves or let lent themselves to something that could be completely not the game exact but uh as long as it embodied the characters you were fine yeah and those were closer and i think those movies are kind of shit yeah i expect nothing from uncharted so yeah that's, i was thinking about that like what is my favorite video game movie of all time and i think for me it's detective pikachu i think that's probably a good call just I mean, because like from start to finish it was a good story yeah i mean overall you can't really associate that with just a video game since yeah. you know pokemon was an anime first but yeah. uh yeah i mean it's absolutely a fun that was absolutely a fun movie it didn't have to the be soundtrack yeah it didn't have acting it was so off the wall it didn't have to be pokemon but it took place in the in that world, and it felt like it took place in that world. When you're, I think when you're my maybe it. follow up is maybe Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I enjoyed that one pretty well. That one's, that one's a lot of fun. Um, 
that's something that doesn't have a whole lot of story to go off of. Too, yeah. Is no. Sonic. Sonic has that benefit of like, there's not really it's a whole lot of lore story. and story with this. We can kind of yeah. do what we want with it. Just kind of like with, you using know, the character at that point, it's yeah. Sonic versus a mad scientist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, you know, Mario brothers. There's not a whole lot of story with this. There's not really a, a lot of places we can't go with it, but, uh, yo, that bitch is in another I know place. Jack Black we'll is going to be in the movie, but he's, what can they cast Bowser as Bowser? Just saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. If you don't want to use Facebook and want to get rid of all your social media, it's probably better for you. It's a good idea. Please tell your friends about us because we don't have any social media. It's the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. Keep on geeking on, and we're out. We pulled it together at the end. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. We got place to go, things to do, people to see, and we got to get it done right away. We making conversation, time is ticket, something set, and we got no time for waiting. Might be a showdown, look like it's about to go down. Bust through with the cannon at the hole down. Pretty handy with the tool, hit you with the bend